The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it? it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Hold your insulting tongue and mark my words well. How about this rumor that you are really hired, Mr. Stark? It's as if we hadn't done this in a couple of weeks. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Combo Chronicles. I am your forgetful host for tonight, Radicat. And you can find me at Radicat on Twitter and in the Instagrams. You can also find me at News News Need. You can also find me at uh, uh, CB Caps on Instagram, News News Needs Reddit, and places like a dot. And with me tonight, the man, the mellow, the smooth kind of fella, always repping the Brooklynites, one agent underscore 70. What's up, everybody? Okay. And uh, be muted your own, own applause. Um, you can find him at underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, uh, folks are not with us tonight. PCN underscore Dirt, who you can find on Twitter at PCN underscore Dirt. Also, Pop Culture Net on Twitter, popculturenetwork.com. Uh, about and um, I see I need comics.com, which is the umbrella, uh, one of the umbrellas sites of the pop culture network. And uh, as about and as we do, whatever that uh, oh, excuse me, bite whenever that happens to come across. And we're not talking about a name for it now, they do have a name for it now. And we're not talking about the Apple, uh, Apple focused uh, computer magazine from back in the day. So, and also not with us tonight, um, Tim, D-O-G-G-9-8, the Osiris of this ish. You can find him at that, or the Tim, D-O-G-G-9-8 on Twitter, The Click Nation on Twitter, that's D-K-L-I-Q-N-A-T-I-O-N, C-B Cron on Twitter, uh, TheClickNation.com, and of course, Comic Book Resources, where he's over there writing his face off. And you can find this here podcast on the cspn.us I, I keep wanting to say the phrase that pays cspn.us family of today. exactly you'll be joining us soon all of that uh, along with all the bunch of other great shows you know give try to dap ourselves up if they won't but you can also find us at uh, apple podcast aka itunes google play spotify and of course the cold slither podcast uh, soundcloud page uh, before we start off, well, a couple of things we want to mention. Uh, first of all, um, condolences to the families of uh, John Singleton, Peter Mayhew, who both have passed away uh, this week. We will be getting into that in the news later on. Um, yes, and also the fact that Free Comic Book Day is upon us. In a couple of days, so go to your local shop. We'll be talking about this more a little bit more probably at the end of the show. But go support right. your local comic book shop. You know, go buy some stuff. Don't just pick up the freebies and, and dip. You know, go yeah, that's and, not cool. That happens way too much. Exactly, because those shops have to pay for all of that stuff, and you just coming in and, and get stuff and leaving. That's that's not cool. You know, browse around, get a toy, get some books. You know, you know, making a fair right. out of it. 
But right. Smoke. And we're obviously we're obviously going to talk more about this later on, but you should definitely take advantage of the fact that uh, you know many stores are running sales in conjunction with free comic book day. So if mm-hmm. there is the opportunity to take advantage of 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 or even more. 50% off, definitely take advantage of that. I thought you were going into the uh, Red Baron song, just to be in the Red Baron song, but okay. Uh, <laughs> but yes, absolutely. And also that day is, is going to be chock full of things because it's also Star Wars day because it's May the 4th. So right. that's going to be chock full of things uh, one way or the other. So, but we wanted to get that out of the way, and also uh, the last bit of information we will be talking about this later on. But uh, Avengers Zoom's game has been has happened, and we plan on doing a, a Treasuries edition on it uh, in a in a couple of days, I suppose, from this recording. So, right, stay on the yeah, stay on the lookout, stay tuned to our social media feeds that Roddy Cat uh, in uh, listed earlier. Uh, make sure to stay on top of that because we will be notifying everyone about our upcoming treasury edition show so that we can uh break down what we thought of uh the culmination of 22 films avengers endgame yes indubitably so with that all out of the way um we've got two weeks of books to cover yes we do and we're gonna try to try to roll through these fairly quickly or at least quickly enough for us when, when I'm at the head, anyway. Um, first, we're going to start off with Heroes in Crisis, number eight. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are starting with something that I don't think any of us had very positive views on. So, uh, anyone who has been keeping up with Heroes in Crisis will, on, will know that uh, there is a, a mystery at uh, abounding at... Um, Sanctuary, uh, sanctuary. sanctuary where right at sanctuary where heroes and villains are undergoing uh, essentially undergoing counseling for issues related to mental health and we find out in this issue all in one fell swoop exactly who is allegedly behind this spoiler alert how right and how uh, that was all executed and pulled off right. so i will ring the spoiler bell because we're even though it's a uh, week old there's still people out there who uh, aren't quite up to date so i'm gonna ring it yeah despite the news decided so one of the victims of uh one of the more notable victims is the one that did it which right that's a head scratcher in itself if you've been reading well not if you've been reading because if you've been reading you know what the deal is on it but yeah. So one Wallace West, the AKA the the OG Wallace West, not the new uh, Teen Flash kid, uh, is the one that did it. And right, and there's an entire like half issue uh, describing exactly how <laughs> you know very very uh, detailed. Uh, no, no. What I was going to say is very. Um, uh, unfortunately, I hate making the Kevin Spacey reference, but Kevin Spacey in Seven. Oh, oh God! Yeah, you I know, kind some... of going through the uh, going through the uh, blow by blow of all of the, uh, the 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 steps in the crimes. I totally forgot that. Wait, I I was mm, I totally forgot he was in Seven. I was thinking when you say Kevin Spacey, I was thinking um, Usual Suspects. That's not a bad. I was gonna say, but I, I'm thinking more along the lines of 
um, uh, describing the steps. Sure, 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 sure. It still but, works. Uh, but yeah, they both work. Yeah. So r- regardless, it, it's yeah. So it's half the book was basically the, the explanation on the thing, which makes sense, but still doesn't make any sense. <laughs> if we're if we're honest about it, because it's like, okay, we got that he did this. We got that. I guess we got the kind of why, but that's still the puzzling part about it. Right. It, I think it's the why that is troubling to many. For, forget even the longtime readers. I think even character, even readers who are uh, mildly familiar or in passing familiar with right. uh, Wally West. Right. None of this rings true. And uh, th- it was we will talk about later, uh, quote unquote fans who I know and a lot of people for a lot of people Wally West is their flesh and right. so they are very precious about him right there's an entire generation yes you know like even two generations because uh, based on the timing of Wally's emergence as the primary flash mm-hmm. and his star role in uh, the Justice League cartoons right so yeah, so that whole thing is not sitting right with some people. Again, we will talk about that later in the news. Um, sure, that's it's it's a bit of a kerfuffle, stupidly. But yeah, so I don't I I don't know. This is we still got two more issues to go. I think what? Yeah, we still have two more issues to go because I think he did get a tenth one, and um, maybe there is going to be some more explanation or or more. Added additional explanations to how well maybe there's somebody else behind the scenes that's controlling this. Maybe this is going to lead into some of the other stuff that's going on uh, around, right, uh, around the DC universe. But yeah, that book was kind of weird. Right, so, and what's funny is that I actually uh, had stopped buying this early on. Hmm. Apparently, PC and underscore Dirt has been buying this, and now it wants to be rid of all his copies. He is not happy with the uh, turnabout of turn turn of events in this in in the story. And what say you, Roddy Cat? Um, I bought the first issue, and that was pretty much all I was going to do anyway. Because I figured, right. if anything, it was going to be a collector's item. Um, although I don't know, I figured depending on how it played out, I was probably going to go back and get the rest of it if it had mm-hmm. kept that same energy up. Which yeah, kind of the energy know, of the mystery, right? Yeah. Which yeah, uh, I don't see that happening, right? But you know, I mean, like I said, it, it's there is some part of it that's still weirdly compelling about it because, like, there has to be more to it than just this, and it's going to be really sad if, if and or when we found out that's not the case, and mm-hmm. at the end of the year, should we bring this up and have to look back on this for that? That's going to be an interesting uh, conversation. But until then, let us move right. on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, actually, we have five days. You know, we we have five days in the story time to figure out what's happened. Right. Um, you know, that's what that's what Wally uh, kind of finishes off the book with. Right. Um, we have what another week or two because this has been coming out relatively regularly so I thought so but I feel like it's been a month since the last one came out and maybe I'm I'm wrong about that it just feels that way though right i mean we 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 would just have to check the solicits for the solicitation schedule for the next few weeks just to see just to make sure but in any event it seems like this is moving along we're finally getting to a conclusion 
Mm. On like Doomsday Clock. Oh no! <laughs> and might end up just as dumb. Well, just as dumb. I don't know. I haven't been reading Doomsday Clock, so I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, moving on to our next book from last week. Yes. Um, hmm. We already pretty much said what he said. Uh, well, since we both read a couple of books in, uh, at the ready. Let's go to Avengers. That was sure. a book. It's an interesting book because Avengers number 18 picks up as War of the Realms is really starting to get into gear. Yeah. What we have is the Squadron Supreme taking center stage, and they've been laying low for some time since mm-hmm. Marvel now tried to bring the characters into the, into the Marvel Universe proper with a few solo books. Yeah, uh, they all went away. <laughs> they, all those solo books went away. Yep. But it's nice to see that Jason Aaron has set them all, all the characters up with backstories and brings them into a fully formed team, which they were not. Because if for for those of you who do not remember, these member these squadron members are brought from different Earths, so they are right. not necessarily yeah right. They they don't necessarily know how to work with each other or or at least. With the with the with these versions of each other, right? Because historically so, they were they were from the same place, but then yeah, you know, things happened, and then sequel wars happened. Right. So with all that said, it's nice that they've had a little bit of a break. Jason Aaron really sets up the characters with brief, very brief, but very solid backstories. You know, these backstories may only be. Six panels worth, yeah. but it's enough. Hyperion still, Hyperion still Superman. Uh, the uh, Power Princess is still Wonder Woman, Big Barter, right, and so on and so forth, so on and so on. Yeah, exactly. But at the end of the day, you have them acclimated to this particular Earth, and um, you know, you bring them forward as a fully formed team under the leadership of say it ain't so yes one philip yes philip colson i was about to say philip j but i don't even know if this is a real middle name or not phil colson and speaking of mr colson who um as one knows from the mcu has been brought back from the dead and actually had been brought back from the dead in the comics again again right and Uh, there's a big bad behind Agent Phil Coulson's uh, most recent resurrection. Yes, and the big bad who's been less than big bad, but has been around pretty frequently in the last couple of months. Right, he's definitely had uh, an enhanced profile. Um, I will mildly spoil it. I did ring the bell. It's been a week, yeah. No, but I did ring the bell. I'll ring the bell again. Just by saying that this is Phil Coulson's version of brand new day <laughs> oh god so you kind of understand who is behind this particular resurrection and uh i think jason aaron's continuing to play on some supernatural uh story notes in his avengers run up to this point right so yeah, so if you if you didn't get it, it's Mephisto, but ah! um, <laughs> who's been in Champions and been in Damnation, uh, you know, and uh, he's been around a, a good bit. In fact, I think up until 
up until this this uh this week's issues of Champions, he was kind of their big bad. Yeah, or behind the scenes of that one also, basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when well, I'm sure, and that's not even um dealt with yet. So he will he will be around for a minute. So go figure. And yeah, so they had their little nice little dinner talk and. And the, the funny thing about it is, I, I saw that part and I was like, okay, they made a deal with each other. Then I thought about it, I was like, okay. And then I saw the article, was like, well, guess who brought them back? And I was like, okay, that I didn't even put that part together. together. The fact that Mephisto brought him back, spoiler. So we rang the bell. Yeah, we just know that hey, somehow Coulson, who recent, most recently died in Secret Empire, is back again, and with the Squadron Supreme at the ready. And apparently, some um, some powers of, of his own, some 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 Jedi mind tricks of his own, as I have mm-hmm. in my notes, which would make sense as to why um, Mephisto's involved because he kind of enhanced old, old Coulson on the way right. out. So hey, it is what it is. It was a pretty decent issue, though. I guess. All right. Told. And uh, so you have one more book to throw out there before we rapid fire. Uh, Ooh, no, before we move on to ne- through, before we move on to this week's books, that is. Uh, actually, let's. I'm want to call a slight article because there is a there's one from last week that's going to lead, lead into a book from this week, but I want to sure. get that one last. Okay. Um, but I do want to get in unless you were saving this for rapid fire uh, FF. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, quite all right. Go ahead. Okay. Fantastic Four number nine, um, which is a book we both read. It was a, I would dare say it was a fantastic book. <laughs> no pun intended. But it was, so after after what happened, um, and I will kind of keep this kind of brief, but after what happened uh, after last issue uh, with Sue uh, laying doom all out to bear in front of live cameras. <laughs> uh, she continues to teach that little lesson and pretty much shows Doom why why um, he screwed up by by capturing them the way they he did. And in perfect fashion, the, the team escapes. You know because it was all kind of laid out and hauled away. I like when Sue's like. Um, it's like I'm the I'm the sister of Johnny Storm, the biggest troll I know. So I learned some things from him, and then there's a whole big lessons about well, we learn from each other because we're family. And then they and they proceed to break out, you know, one by one, and then proceeds to pretty much undo everything um, Doom did, leading up to their capture, including uh, setting free one uh, Galactus, right? Who just happened to saunter on saunter his way on off. I'm like, all right, I'm leaving. <laughs> So and they even left Doom with a nice little parting gift uh, on the when when uh, when on their exit. On right, there's some them. supernatural, right? There's some supernatural stuff going on in this book too. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just a couple of uh, quick points. I called what uh, Sue did to Doom the ultimate embarrassment, and. <laughs> I understand, right? I understand people had their issues with slots run up until this point. It may not have been moving along at a crisp pace, but I thought that this was one of the most novel things Hmm. that any writer had come up with in terms of taking a real shot at Doctor Doom. Agreed. Uh, And I thought, especially in you know, in this day and age of video and and social media, (laughs) something like that. 
would be one of the most damaging shots that any of these heroes could take at Doom. Mm-hmm. Um, Even taking some social media, um, you know, touches in exactly. that exposure. So uh, exactly, and and there's a little bit of magic involved in Arizona where Franklin runs across some little uh, little uh, some young lady yeah. who uh, seems to be hot for him but uh, apparently is not a fan of white wingfoot uh, uh, playing um, babysitter and all of a sudden is sicking uh, little monstrosities uh, after them yes and which gets uh, it which as uh, I just said gets used in the the end of um, <laughs> dealing with doom exactly so and I suspect there's probably I'm hoping or suspecting that we're going to come back to that because you can't just leave it out there like that and just like right. There's more to that, right? That's just the tease. That's just the beginning of the story, uh, or at least the, the the tease of a story. In fact, I think Solicitor's may have bought buried off that much as far as like June or July. I can't remember, but that's 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 uh, at least a good month away. Regardless, yeah, if, uh, Fantasy Four Number Nine was pretty great. All right. Um, that being the case, we will get to a couple of books from... Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. We'll get to the last book from last week, which we'll get into the books for this week. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 20. Sure. So, in Amazing 20, we catch up with the folks who are stuck under the bubble in Central Park, uh, in the midst of the hunting grounds. Black Ants feeling the sting. Ooh, Tough pun of the of the taskmaster's betrayal. Meanwhile, the lizard's flimsy plan to infiltrate Central Park and the hunting grounds works. Uh, we find out that something's actually wrong with Craven. You know, there may be something uh, wrong underneath the uh, very stern exterior of one uh, Sergei Cravenoff. Well, that that is one perception of it. By his son, we think, and that, and it still might be true. But uh, apparently, Craven was playing a long game that his that he didn't want to let his son in on, which probably wouldn't work. I mean, wouldn't have been any better anyway, given the way his son's pretty bloodthirsty, right? So, but and uh, and we could even see. I think it was in this issue where Craven's was kind of uh, kind of holding himself back from <laughs> from any kind of action. Right, when it was, he's still when it's, observing. Yeah, when the sun was coming at him. So, right. So uh, we are, we're still on part of we're still along for the ride on part of the Black Cat's hero journey. Yes, and she's doing her best to protect little Billy Connors. Mm-hmm. And we finally and we find out in this issue a twist to Craven's plans for the rich hunters that you knew Craven hated and we find out more about that in both this and this week's uh, number 20.hu yeah which we can go ahead and get into right now uh, Amazing Spider-Man 20.hu which I'm still going to say I'm not really a fan of them breaking it up like this because this totally could have gone in a, in a just a whatever issue. But hey, you know what? It is just the regular, is. yeah, just the regular numbering. And I get it, I get it, because they basically these HU issues have been kind of separating, getting into side stories as to sometimes explaining how the last issue got to where it is now because some of the things that you know came out in, or happened in the last issue get explained out in these HU issue, HU issues and or the characters involved. Which, by right. the way, um, I totally forgot that Eric Grady was Black Ant. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I totally it's been f- going on since 
uh, what was it? Secret Avengers, like uh, that run of Secret Avengers when he came, when he went, finally went rogue. Right. Yeah, I was like, I totally forgot about that. I was like, jeez, because I was like, who is this black ant person? Then I was like, oh, then I looked it up. I'm like, okay, that's him. Anyway, um, yeah. So that was that was like I thought he was dead for real, but then yeah, as I looked it up, I was like, nah, he's he's, he's back and did that and whatever. Some people don't know who he is. He's basically the third the third Ant Man, and I would say he was he's the opposite of Scott. Let's put it that way, right? Just yeah. So that's pretty much how that bore out. Anyway, twentieth uh, HU we get um. So we get basically a couple of things happen. We find out um, the 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 other part of Craven's plan and where Vulture is involved with it um, through arcades and uh, Vulture's meeting together. You know, and we also in the in the short straw find out why there's so many ven- uh, ver- vermin that are now right, running. Something around. that popped up at the end of. Spider-Man number 20. Right. So we get more explanation here in this .hu issue. And so the crux of it was basically uh, Arcade, basically Arcade and Craven making a a kind of a pawn out of of Vulture in a way, which pretty much sees the other part of Craven's plan. Um, But while, you know, making uh, Vulture thinking, you know, thinking all the... Actually, I take it back. He kind of Sort of, arcade kind of sort of lays it out for him. He didn't tell him. He told told him to pretty much the the good parts of it or the the, the gist of it. So it's not like he's planning for a bond, but he's just like, hey, here you go, use this, get the upper hand, do what you got to do. Right, but it's he's he is also playing a part in Craven's overall plan as a pawn because Craven, as we mentioned earlier, is not a fan of these fat cats who pretend to be killers on weekends when they go hunting. So he is looking to take them out as well, and there's a twist involved in this uh, story to this point that explains that. Um, we also find out that the threat of vermin has been multiplied <laughs> as Literally. vermin, right? As as vermin are want to do. Indeed. So, and if you know historically, actually, and the, um, again, the arcade in forms like yes, this is a part of the. Theory. Basically, it calls back to uh, Craven's last hunt, and I was like, "Yeah, I know that's part of a thing." So, <laughs> so what would good, good any good sequel does? Multiply the action. Exactly. And that's why we now have. Um, it's like it was almost like he's just breaking a fourth wall while he's doing this. It's like, okay, yeah, we we get it. It's good. It's pretty good. So yeah, we got multiple uh, vermin running around, and uh, as this, as the event of twenty proper, they're mm-hmm. going after Spidey. So we will see in the next issue how that plays out. Yep. All right. So now that we've moved on to this week, how about we talk about the big event book of the week, and that's War of the Realms number three. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. This is uh, Potential Click of the Week. Nice. So again, this this, this event is full of fun moments, full of fun character interactions. It act, this one actually does an excellent job of teasing what's happening in the tie-in issues that are going to be released, uh, that are being released. Thank you. Concurrently, right? With well, there's 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 one currently released, and there's future ones coming out in the upcoming weeks. And one has that has already been released, if I'm not mistaken. Right. There's one this week. Yeah. 
No, but, no, I mean like one. One hour. Uh, I was thinking it was also calling back to one that's already been released, like last week or something. What we're referring to are these Strike Force issues, right? I know that's this week. And yeah. one, right? And one specifically is in uh, is out this week. And uh, of course, there are also other uh, comics that are being that that are uh, uh, teased as being part of the overall crossover and the tie-ins that are happening within the uh, the respective titles are also teased in this in, in this book uh you know for example the next ff issue is going to d- tie directly into war of the realms yes and there's a page in this in this book that specifically cites the fantastic four as the last standing uh defenders of new york city except that it's not entirely true because it's well, because the x-men are in queens right so but uh but but in any event um we actually find out what happens to Thor, in, uh, uh, to, to Thor in this. Yes, he's turning into Wolverine. There's some great, great pages. <laughs> yeah, um, that are done by uh, Russell Dowderman, laid out by Russell Dowderman, um, describing the mission that Cap, uh, basically the New Avengers, they're on a mission yeah. to. When I say New Avengers, I'm talking about Bendis's New Avengers. Uh, yeah, Iron Fist. Uh, uh, Spider-Man, Power, Power Man, and uh, Wolverine, and Captain America. I basically said it was Captain America and the, and the Marvel Knights. Which also still, can still play, because all of those other characters had Marvel Knights books around the time. So, it still okay. plays. But yes, so the, the new Avengers angle was definitely... I think, although, I don't remember Iron Fist being there that early on when Breakout happened. I thought it was just Luke, and he. I could be wrong about. I could be wrong about Iron Fist's. He did come in later. Yeah, he did. Yeah. All right. I could be wrong about the timing on that, but I definitely remember him being part of that new Avengers team. Right. Um. But but in any event, what we were what we were referring to is, uh, Thor sort of needing rescue, but not really. Um. (laughs) (laughs) And when we say not really, it's because. Yeah, it's because he had kind of let the uh, the warrior loose, and um, it's something that we'd seen in uh, Thor comics past. It's in the X Men. It's something that we always knew to be the Berserker Rage or Berserker Barrage. If you played Marvel vs. Capcom or X Men uh, Capcom games, which even gets called um, out, sort of. Right. So we have. Uh, Thor kind of losing his um, his, his his blank and um, <laughs> and uh, you know taking out frost giants and uh, it, it's up to this Captain America led team to uh, snap him out of it so that he can get back into the fight proper. Right, and yeah, it's worth noting, like I said, uh, Cap's team and the other teams in the other books, or in some of the, a couple of the other books, are being given these missions by Freya. Right, you know who at the start of this um, is talking to Cap in the the Avengers Armory because of course they have one, including where there's a couple of uh, um, hammers. I'm like, wait, where did these extra hammers come from? But but I thought then I thought about it, like, yeah, I forgot he had a couple of hammers because when we catch Thor later on, uh, he has less of a hammer. Right, you know, and obviously if if uh, if you're behind on uh, on on reading. Uh, Thor, you know that he's had multiple hammers constructed hmm. because none of them are as good as Mjolnir. So, 
Right. You know, he's got to have a couple of spares, but uh, but 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 Cap gets Yarnbjorn the axe, the yeah. celestial cutting axe. So we know um, he's going to get that next issue. Right. And what's kind of cool in this is that there is an appearance by um, the Black Knight and his Ebony Blade, and that actually c- coming into play, and the magic behind that weapon right. coming into play. That's actually all the swords and sorcery stuff is is really uh, coming to the forefront in this, and it's kind of funny. I, I know that um, uh, Jason Aaron, I believe, either tweeted or Instagram something today or yesterday about uh, all the people who are uh, talking about the most recent episode of Game of Thrones and Endgame having come out this past weekend basically coming out all at once and I wonder if there's a t- uh, if there's a title that kind of blends that all together and he's obviously r- making a self-reference to uh, War of the Realms right. so I kind of I kind of kind of get a kick out of that that's pretty funny that's cool yeah I think I have in my notes as a matter of fact I do it was like yeah Malikov gets to Ebony Blade proving how useless Dane Whitman is yeah which you know, not his fault. Well, it is kind of his fault, but it's not his fault. <laughs> but oh, it's yeah, kinda, I was about to say it's kind of it's, it's kind of tough because uh, Malekith is obviously the big bad in this story, and he's uh, proven himself to be a pretty formidable bad guy. Right, and uh, that group that um, that the Black Knight is with, which I almost forgot about that happened. You know, yeah. right? Not exactly a, a bunch of heavy hitters on that team, so. The European front was kind of lacking, right? Except for one who ends up showing up later, who's going to be in another uh, tie-in book with uh, Carol's group. So, well, he's there. You know, you that's see what I'm him saying. There, that's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. So, so, and then there's a Tauntaun reference, which I was like, <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, th- this was a pretty great issue. You know, this this. Um, this event is still kind of hitting on all cylinders so far. You know, mm-hmm. even some of the uh, side stuff, which I guess if we want to, we can get into the other one that came out this week. Um, there's some pretty decent things about it. I can't, I, I don't want to go so far as to say that you might need to read all of them to get the gist of everything because you kind of don't, but you kind of probably would want to if you want to. These, what I was going to say is that at least of the tie-ins that I've seen so far, they actually do a pretty good job of making the story fuller. Yeah. Like, basically and everything that kind of comes out of the main book properly, um, like Strike Force this week, and uh, not X-Men, but um, I think it was one from last week. <laughs> Regardless. The, well, no, the X-Men one, no, the X-Men one actually did a good job, too, with, with regards to what was going on with the Valkyrie. Well, yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I'm assuming um, as Guardians of the Galaxy is going to, whenever that book uh, comes out again, that's going to deal with a little bit more of that. And we still right. need the, uh, the the whole Jane Foster thing is, is going to come out at some point. Right. Soon. I mean, this is just that big an event that's that uh, broad and, and, and widespread that we are going to actually get a few tie-in issues that really help out the story yeah you know, really flesh it out you know make it more full as i said earlier so yeah like uh, I said, pretty much everything that the director flowing out of the main book is definitely is definitely the case but even some of the side stuff that's right. don't like another book that comes out this week is still right you know, still coming off of that pretty pretty nicely right 
So what else do you want to talk about this week? Uh, we want to get to the other... Um, the War of the Realms? Yeah. Did you read that? All right. Yeah, the Strike Force book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we're talking about War of the Realms, Strike Force... Uh, what is the full name of it? The Dark Elf Realm. Thank you. In Svartalfheim. Yes. So yeah, so like I said, coming out of um, War of the Realms three, which they, they think they believe, I'm pretty certain they do say it was like, yeah, you might want to read the first three issues of War of the Realm before you hit this one. Makes sense because yeah, because you you know it, it is as a direct tie coming out of that. So this is basically the team that Freya takes to to uh, take care of the um, to get rid of the Black Bye Forest, which right. uh, Malekith uh, controls. Right. Just have to do a quick note. This issue is written by Brian Hill, former yes. guest of the show, and has uh, bang up art by Lanel Francis Yu. And, oh yes, uh, that art is so great. Is, yes, right, and his general crew of uh, of uh, fellow artists. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, definitely. So you know, Brian Hill um, been on the show before. So pick up to him. Um, and yeah, he he, he and, and um, you did a pretty great pretty good job on this one so like i said we we start off by seeing the the recruitment of the team including a a test by freya which i'm like don't let freya go anywhere because she's awesome but sounds like uh there's there's other plans for for freya going forward um again we see a little bit of strike force coming in um in um war of the realms so it cuts from that to what shows up to what happens in um war of the realm number three and then basically continues on in this in this issue with um so what happened was they go out to the black pride forest uh they get there and then the regular bright frost uh gets uh destroyed by an ambush you know in the main issue which leads uh Freya to have to change plans because it, you know if they don't have a bright frost they can't get back and that leads Freya to be like, well, I got to, I got to hold this down until you know, until whatever, whatever, until uh, everybody's everybody's done. And then her team decides to stay with her, and that pretty much rolls this book. So, right, and there's a little bit of uh, uh, there, there's some dial, there's some um, conversations between uh, the Punisher and Freya that are pretty yeah. entertaining. Um, and a little uh, foreshadowing, but yeah. it's definitely that, and definitely a little bit of, um, you know, a, a little bit of a, a character study of uh, Frank Castle from the point of view of and as guardian goddess, who's yeah. like, why doesn't everybody like you? Oh, now I understand. Right. Uh, <laughs> but in true fashion, she was like, hey, you have a guard, you have as guardians respect, or the respect of as, as guardians, and Frank's like, huh, okay. <laughs> Which so, it's still weird that he is here and that is the case, but you know, I, I guess if anybody was to understand how a war is going to roll out, it would be him, right? And what's funny is that if you were not all that familiar with Freya before, and if all you knew about Freya was maybe what you'd seen in the movies and right. maybe what you saw in Endgame, right? Uh, you might, uh, you know, uh, part of that knowledge actually plays into what may be happening to the character here in uh, these books as War of the Realms kind of uh, marches on. Right, because there's more here. And in fact, in the main book, that's b- between this book and, and the main th- issues, there's been more told, you know, about 
Freya's, you know, past and you know background, basically, and her upbringing in a source of a source. Right. So we shall uh, we shall see how that plays out as things go by. Cool. All righty. So with that, um, and actually. Well, we already talked about that. So, HU, Water Rounds, Water Rounds 3. If you got any more, you want to, uh, you got one more you want to talk about? Nah, I'm ready to spin it up because I know that we have to get through our books. We have to get through uh, PCN underscore Dirt's books. Um, yes. There's not much to say about uh, one of the books that it seems like all three of us read this week. Oh, that was, I totally forgot about that one I wanted, uh, was going to read. The one that you and Dirt read. Right. I thought it had tended to get that round. Spin it up. Let's do it. Spinning. All right. Rapid fire, folks. We are going to do... We're basically the, finishing up the rest of the books from last weekend, this week, all in succession. So there we go. Hit it. All righty. So uh, I believe you read Doctor Strange as well, right? That's correct. All right. So my thoughts on this is that it's... Uh, it's still wild to me to think that this is the first time the Galactus is fed on magical planets and beings. It's yeah. interesting to see how Doctor Strange is walking in the Silver Surfer shoes for a while. Yeah. Looking but, for a planet upon which Galactus may feed. But hasn't been anointed with power cosmic, so, you know. Right. So you know it's going to be temporary. And the alliances that have come across, come across that has been uh, come up with uh, in, in the wake of this. Or that we find out about, I should say, because he runs in the right. uh, and she comes to find out she's allied with some folks that not on a good list. Exactly. Spoiler real quick. Yes. So, but so what, what Roddy Cat is referring to is the reappearance of Clea. Yeah. And? And Umar. Yes. So, you know, and what's funny is that Clea had appeared in the uh, Magical Accountant story, correct? Not too and many issues ago? That is correct. And also, you know, previous volumes. Right. No, but more, but but very yes, recently more recently. In yes. the, right. Very recently in the Magical Accountant storyline, which is right. only a few issues back. So it's not a big surprise to see her come back. But uh, since we knew she was coming, uh, this is the story that in which they decided to have her come up and uh, come to the forefront. Um, that's it for my books for last week. For this week, I only have uh, Savage Avengers number one. I know that PCN underscore Dirt read this as well. Right. Despite um, what y'all we said, I still want to read this. I'm sorry. Is it despite what y'all said, I still want to read this. It's it's a number one. It's worth it's worth at least perusing. Hmm. Uh, my view on it is that we finally know what Conan's up to in the wake of Avengers No Road Home. It's funny to see, and 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 this is uh, again harkening back to what I said earlier. It's funny to see the swords and sorcery come back to the Marvel U, first in War of the Realms, and now with Conan in the Marvel U proper. Right. Uh, PC and underscore Dirt did not have very uh, pleasant things to say about this, but I understood where he was coming from Surprise. because he he may he basically uh, uh, explained it as it's mostly filler of a Conan-Wolverine fight that should have been one page in a bigger story. I definitely understand that because there is the element of good guys fighting it out and then learning that they should be teaming up. Right. And f- which is, uh, finally which is, for... Which has kind of happened anyway, especially with Conan. But Sure. 
And finally, for my rapid fire books for uh, these past two weeks, Spider Gwen, Ghost Spider number eight. Yes, thank God for Tak Mizawa. He's killing the art on this book right now. I'm so happy to see it. One of my faves. The story is really a great, a great twist on what we know about Peter's problems with the Venom symbiote way back before he got Reed Richards to uh, zap it off him. There's an interesting twist cliffhanger ending to this issue. So if you are not up on Spider-Gwen Ghost Spider, this is an okay issue to pick up uh, as your first issue, but I think it's more helpful to go back maybe two or three and really pick it up post um, Spider-Geddon. The, the Spider-Geddon issues are a little on the tough side. You know, if you're if you're if you're looking to jump in on the character, but if you are looking to jump onto the series, you could probably jump on with issues starting with issue four, or maybe even five or six. And that and we're only up to number eight, so this is definitely a good read. This is a fun read, and it's looking really good with Takmiyazawa on art. Yes. All right, cool. So we can do Dirts really quick because he doesn't really have that many more either. Um, in fact, you want to do this week's? I'll do next week's. Sh- I mean, uh, you want to do last week's? I'll do this week's. Um, actually, I probably should do this week's because we have okay. one in common. Alrighty, so PCN underscore Dirts rapid fire reviews for last week of April twenty fifth. Silencer number sixteen. After learning that she came from a lab, Silencer allowed Talia Al Ghul to bring her back into Leviathan in order to keep Silencer Silencer's family safe. Now that her family is facing a direct threat, Silencer heads back home. It ends on a cliffhanger, but what a good one. He's dying to read the next issue. Uh, we talked about Heroes in Crisis number 8. Action Comics number 1010. He is not so keen on this book. Superman is being played as undercover as a spy. Surely Bendis hasn't run out of real Superman stories already. And finally, uh, Terrifics number 15. He has he actually has it as a potential click of the week. Fun nice. and silly and silver agey with the same silver age faults. A giant monster right next to the research building. If you can get past that, it's a good time. Mm-hmm. And continuing on to this week, uh, 5 to 19. Uh, dang it, why did I get this one? Uh, invasion from Planet Wrestletopia, which I think we did. You asked for it. I did, I did. Um, which I think we do have some news on later on in the, in the, in the show. Uh, what happens to a self proclaimed champion of the galaxy when the galaxy comes knocking? Sci fi freaks and journeymen will enjoy this one. So, all right, cool. Uh, next up, let's see, Batman 70, it says, sucks, and I've envisioned the critics <laughs> being critic <laughs> doing, it sucks. Uh, he said, uh, if he, if he had screamed, I am Bane, during the whole issue, I would have thought it was a reprint. So, okay. Uh, and then Deceased, number one, um, which is the book he and I both read, he said, model is sex, but only because this Halloween Elseworlds is out in May, and not uh, labeled as the Elseworlds, which is the other part is actually true. And I will add and say that so it's basically uh, DC um, hidden from Marvel's playbook with specifically Marvel's zombies, and the fact that they ginned up their own reason to have uh, Marvel zombies. And the the one person you would think that could um, have cleaned this up fairly decent gets taken out first. So, which tends to happen in these stories. It's a 
thing. I don't know. I kind of enjoyed it, but at the same time, it's like, uh, and I don't care for zombies in the first place. Next up, uh, Marvel Tales Avengers number one, which some of these I've been meaning to read, but haven't. Um, he says it's a potential click of the week. These stories are great because they are reprints of actually good stories from the past. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's his yeah um and last but not least for him is uh savage hope which you you've already taken care of for myself i don't have anything for tim but uh let's see uh avengers age uh, edge of infinity number one so this is basically I, I I basically felt like this was uh, an issue that should have had a sponsored vehicle attached to it, like a BMW or something, because it kind of read like one of those. Okay. Um, but it was basically uh, a it's kind of almost like a Marvel Tales book, actually, in, in that, um, and it came off of another book that I didn't read, apparently, uh, where Modok has some shards of the 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 cosmic cube and trying to use them to take over the world uh, by bringing the moon in closer or something like that I forgot, I totally forgot but it's basically some old school school issues con- um, side continuity adventure as I said in my notes that was written by Mal- Ralph Macchio so go figure uh, Dial H for Hero number two so as I basically said more like Dial D for Journey to the West Dragon Ball because it definitely have uh, some shades of some manga uh, inspirations in it, it with some of the stuff. So Miguel and this other girl he's with was still on the run and he basically got rid of the H dial. Uh, somebody else found it and turned into a, another hero or something from the past. Uh, Miguel Miguel gets back from him and then they both turn into uh, manga, pretty popular manga or slash anime uh, figures type figures. So Sam Humphrey's kind of I think it's Sam Humphrey's kind of having fun with it as he tends to do with books like this. Um, here's a, uh, Black Panther number 11. This is my last one for last week. Did you read this one? I did. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you have anything more to add to it, but basically, this is where we start to get the turn. I think we're starting to get into uh, the end of Empire Strikes Back. Well, I guess we can kind of starting to get into Return of the Jedi with this because uh, Bast comes along and um, kind of gives her plan she, we found out that Eden has his memories back and you know we found out what his, his role in it and at the end of this book we found out that uh, that T'Challa gets his memories back so going into next issue we shall see uh, the end game haha Um, for this week Young Justice number 5 I'm still kind of sort of liking this book actually Uh, but uh, so the gang's intending to escape gym world when suddenly Zatanna they flash back to a couple of days ago where Zatanna tells uh, uh, shows Tim basically breaks a lock on his brain that shows him his I want to say pre pre rebirth team so basically the, the first version of uh, Young Justice like he sees flashes of all that and his other life he had with, with the team and all that kind of stuff which basically leads him to you know to the big, to the first issue of this book where he's seeking out uh, folks uh, and yeah pretty good so there was a there was a reference to a Doc Sampson in this book I'm like that's another universe but okay we're gonna let it roll anyway um, Justice League number 23 
So the league got caught by uh, alternate dimension Lois Lane, and they're trying to get out uh, from that, which they do with the help of um, the quote unquote son of Martian Manhunter and Hawk Girl. Meanwhile, Batman is being Batman and um, was being confronted with uh, a choice by the World Forger. I believe that's what his name is. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, and yeah, then, I read this. I uh, read this. I didn't feel strongly enough about it to write notes. I mean, notes it was like, I mean, it's kind of hard to come out after that last issue that pretty much like bang, 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 just hit all, you know, a whole lot of beats. Right. So coming after that one, yeah, I can understand that one. But and Superman is trying to um, get out of his imprisonment, which thanks to Batman might not happen. But yeah, that pretty much was. Um, I also asked of like is because there was some references in here that made me think of Heroes in Crisis, and I'm like, I'm wondering if that has something to do, to do with that, but we don't know. Uh, Deathstroke number forty three. This is coming to the end of the Terminus uh, project. Uh, Thomas Agenda, whatever they call that the thing. Basically, um, uh, at the events of the last Teen Titans book, uh, all of the villains that were that were being held in Robin's, uh, aka Damien's prison, are let loose, and they're are trying to get out of Mercy Hall, uh, which doesn't quite succeed. But uh, through some effort of of Deathstroke, Sorta, and the Teen Titans. Uh, and um, all I'm going to say is uh, Slade used to be an adventure before he took an arrow to the yeah mm-hmm. and not the not the body part that you're thinking it is so that's going to be continued uh, in the next Teen Titans issue and maybe the end of Deathstroke as a book we don't know um, that's probably spoiling a lot whatever uh, and let's see I believe that is oh no that is not it because um, Champions number 5 is my last book for this week um, and this is kind of what we was waiting on I think you, you read this also did you not? I did yes so I was kind of looking forward to this, to, to, to this book to see the fact that um, Old Scott is back and founds found a team and they did it in an interesting way so the team's basically been helping out around the world and they got a, they have a teleporter and apparently they found out that uh, the X-Men needed some help who, who were in, in uh, Queens and so they go over there and then and then Scott finds out that the, the champions are, st- are a thing and he teleports back with them because they needed help and they clean up the fight there with Scott immediately taking lead as he tends to do <laughs> in situations, but Miss Marvel also get a hand on it, and he also kind of gives a little pet talk to uh, Miss Marvel, and, and of course he remembers all of the, the memories of young Spark Scott, and all that gets explained. Um, to which he stays with the the champions for, I guess, at least another issue or and or while world or world realms is going to happen. Uh, so yeah, that was a pretty decent issue for that for that uh, reason. And that, folks, is the end of the Books of the Week. We now go into Clicks of the Week. And since we already have dirt, we can go ahead and say that for last week, Silencer number 16, um, I'm still slightly surprised that he loved that he likes that book, but he's been hot heavy about that one. Uh, that one and Terrifics. So I, I want to check out uh, catch up on both of those and his one for this week is invasion from planetopia wrestletopia number one planet wrestletopia number one no surprise being a wrestling fan 
that he is. Um, I have mine for this week, but I don't have one for the next week. So if you got yours ready, um, are right, from last week? Yes. From last week, I think I'm going to go with. Fantastic Four number nine, and I would just go. Ahead I and think that's that. yours. Yeah, it's also mine. Yes. And for this week, I'm going to go with War of the Realms number three. And, and <laughs> funny enough, I just put that in my slot also. So that works. Yeah, it's because Young Justice was really good this week. Uh, but you know, it is what War of the Realms just had a whole lot going for it. In you know, despite the fact that it's an event and was basically tying into all the other mini event books, but hey, it's the main book it's supposed to do that. Right, and at the end of the day, this event right now is hitting on all cylinders. Yes. We are definitely on board for the ride. Yes. That is also true. And there are some events that uh you know that we could we could go over all the events that we've covered in the years that we've been doing this podcast and there have been some events that we've just sort of been like, all right, when is this over? Yeah, kind of leaves you wanting. Right. It's not one of them. Yes. So far. <laughs> Hopefully it's right, we're, we're, we're what, halfway through? It's a six issues, right? Mm, no, it's eight issues. Uh, you might. My understanding six. is not that long. You might be right. It might be six. And and you know, given Aaron's, Aaron has done some pretty good stuff on events, whether it's his or you know, whether it's his or as a part of others. So I I think we can pretty hold out hope that this is going to sustain, um, its goodness. Right. I hope so. I hope so. Alrighty, our first ad read of the night. Our first ad read of the night is for Funko. Fun at first sight. It's your home for exclusive collectibles, such as their world-famous pop vinyl bobbleheads, apparel, t-shirts, hats, or socks, and brand merchandise such as custom DIY pop figures, art books, and skateboards. And now the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy 10% off your entire purchase when shopping at Funko. To place your first order with 10% off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcasts free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Funco link and place your order. When you get to the checkout, put in the offer code SHOP10 for your 10% off discount. Funko through cspn.us. Do it today. <laughs> and now we're actually going to go into the news. And we start off as we do every week with the cinematic news. Uh, and this is two weeks worth of news, so we're going to blow through this slightly quickly. Uh, Krypton trailer introduces Lobo, reveals season two debut date, which is June 12th. The sci fi series comes back. Alrighty. Yeah. Next up, uh, Catwoman was played by a different actress in the Gotham season finale, which is already aired, my understanding is. In fact, yeah, you can take the, the next one also. Because, yeah, so the, the uh, Cameron Bakendova, who played uh, Selena Kyle, Catwoman, well, Selena Kyle basically, through the whole time, mm-hmm. um, is not in the finale and is being taken over by another woman, Lily Simmons. Right. 
Yeah, so Lily Simmons as Catwoman was revealed uh, in the uh, season finale, the series finale of Gotham. Yes, she does not look like uh, uh, young Michelle Pfeiffer as Cameron Beckham Dover did. But hey, she's got the curly hair. It it works for her, I guess. I don't know. Moving right along. um, Katie Lotz talks filming nerve-wracking Arrowverse sex scenes. So basically... They, you know, some of the whatever. I don't know if she's talking about like first season sex scenes or whatever, but uh, she basically is going on and says like, yeah, they always shut down the st- shut down the sets whenever there's a sex scene, um, un- like uh, in the uh, crossover. And basically, she was like, it's it's unnerving because they're fretting too much over their comfort as opposed to just letting it happen. So that's kind of was her big thing. So she's comfortable in herself. So, um. All right, next, next up, up. Uh, James Gunn has targeted newcomer Daniela Melchior as a character, as the actor to portray the character Ratcatcher. Okay. I don't know who that is. It's a lesser-known DC Comics villain, obviously. Yeah, I said, that's a, clearly a deep cut. <laughs> so squat, side squat, five size. Um, anyway, inside of the Superman Family animated series that almost was... And apparently, Newsarama has the article and had to remove some artwork because Warner Brothers was like, nah. So, yeah, that's what it says here at the top. Um, so, yeah, apparently, the Vinton Hook, Hook, I don't know his name, sorry, shared some artwork from Superman Family, which was an animated series he was pitching to Warner Brothers. Uh, he's now working on Young Justice and working on DC, uh, Harley's Quinn, that uh, DC Universe uh, thing that's coming. And he also he says he wanted to bring the Kent Factory to cartoons with a heaping helping of crazy Silver Age stories implied by comic books of the past. And as you can see here, there's a free comic books that they typed from um, Balthazar, Art Balthazar, and and folk. I can't remember the other guy's name. Uh, that I guess he was uh, inspired by. Yeah, it's uh, Franco. Franco, yeah, Franco. Art, uh, mm-hmm. yes, yes. So yeah, so apparently we're not getting it though because yeah, it's not going to happen. Next up. All right, so uh, Princess Leia finds a pint-sized battle partner in the latest Star Wars Galaxy of Adventures short short uh, cartoon. Yeah, so if you know this part about uh, uh, Revenge of the, Return of the Jedi where they were in the Ewok forest and, and uh, Leia meets Wicket, that's pretty much what this is. Those little things, those, I, I like the animation on these things. I haven't watched all of them, but the ones I've seen so far have been pretty decent. They're fun. Yeah, definitely. So you should go check them out. They're they're, they're on the Star Wars uh, Kids ch- uh, YouTube channel. Next up, uh, Lucifer's Saucy Devil walks you through a crash course of the show's first three seasons. So apparently, Lucifer, formerly of Fox, now on Netflix, um, is did doing just that, and there's going to be a fourth season that starts on May eighth uh, on Netflix. And they did a little um, um, a little video kind of catching folks up with the show going into the next season. So, okay, good. Alrighty. I think I'm going to fold the next two in together. Yep. So, uh, in big news, uh, post Disney and Fox entertainment merger, Marvel and Hulu have set live action Ghost Rider and Hellstrom series, uh, in, uh, 
in uh, motion at Hulu. And apparently, Gabriel Luna is going to reprise his role of Robbie Reyes, who, according to the actor, survived the Thanos snap, according to, uh, according to uh, an interview recently. Right. So... Uh, apparently, I, I, I did a little bit of reading about this. The Hellstrom, the Hellstrom uh, series is going to portray Damon and his sister, yes, uh, Anna Hellstrom, aka uh, Satana, supposedly. Right, exactly. Who may or may not be Satana, right? And uh, so that, that that's pretty interesting. And obviously, these are not characters that you would see on a Disney app. Makes sense that they would be on Hulu, right? And there's also Lucifer, which is. And a whole other sad thing. Right. So, uh, obviously, if Netflix was part of the ownership, if if Netflix, uh, if Disney had a, a, a greater stake in Netflix, these would be on Netflix, but they're on Hulu now. Probably, yeah. So, there is that. Look forward to that. I know there are some Gabriel Luna slash um, Ghost Rider, Robert Reyes fans out there. Listen, I want to see I want to see Ghost Rider done well, so that's I'm happy to hear about this. I like how they keep they they mentioned the the movies, which were not great, which um, Nicolas Cage did. Because I've seen a we couple of different. To, so we I, choose not to talk about these things. Yeah, but you know they hey historically got to bring them up. But right, yeah, they do exist. Yes, but yeah. Next up, uh, Tessa Thompson says Thor four is on the table. Um, she basically said that she heard a pitch that was uh, possibly for it, another Thor movie. Um, and folks, if you know where this is going, you know what we're about to get into. But, um, and I guess this will mark the third time that uh, she, Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth have played in a movie together because they're doing Men in Black International coming up, which I kind of want to see, actually. And, well, it's been a while since the last Men in Black, so it, I think it's time for something uh, fresh for that franchise. Indeed, indeed. So, yeah. Next up, I, I think the next story is a little spoilery, and I think I want to save that for our Endgame Treasury Edition. Well, I mm, sure okay. Basically, yeah. If you haven't seen Endgame, uh, there, there's this is basically talking about Thor's Thor's look look. And right. Said, so I, yeah, my you know I definitely have you know and, and uh, did this a little bit of inside baseball, ladies and gentlemen. But I circulated a, uh, an outline of the Treasury Edition episode that I want you know uh, an outline of the talking points that uh, I want to discuss, and this is definitely something that is amongst them. So that's why I think it's something I'd like to save. So I'm going to skip that and go to apparently the Avengers Endgame cast played Pictionary somewhere. Um, They played a Pictionary style game. Just tell me it's not Fallon. Anywhere but Fallon. I know that they sang the song on Fallon. What's wrong with Fallon? Oh, the next one is Fallon. Screw yeah, Fallon. The next, yeah. Wow. All right. Um, hot take. Uh, I don't know where this was at, but yeah, but it basically just says the, that it, they did it somewhere. So I could click and find out, but we're not going to do that. So if you check, if you find that out, you can check it out for yourselves. But yeah, the next one is uh, the Avengers cast sings MCU themed Redux of We Didn't Start the Fire. Um, with some new lyrics, and I think they did do this on, yeah, they did. Yeah, this was on, on Stupid Fallon. Why do you hate Fallon? <laughs> Never mind, we don't have to get into that right now. Anyway, so yeah, that's a fun thing. You, should, you can go and check that out um, at your leisure. So, next right. up. 
So this is not really spoiling anything. No. Because this is something that if you, you don't even I know what this car- I know what this creator looks like and I still didn't spot it. And I'm I, staring right at him. Right. I, I did spot I someone else. I did spot someone else in that same scene. But right. I was like but yeah, it was easier. Yeah. Right. This one was a little tougher. So Thanos creator Jim Starlin shares behind the scene uh, pictures of his Avengers Endgame cameo. We're not going to tell you where it is, but I definitely know what it is. I mean, if you look in the visit, if you if yeah, you if you if you're watching video, Roddy Cat is posting a very spoiler. I, I, mean, I yes, I just flashed a well, and they still right. wouldn't exactly know the scene, but you know, you get to it, you'll know. Right, and. I remember staring at this particular scene and thinking, am I supposed to know who this is? Right. And I've met, met Jim Stalin before, and it still didn't register with me. You know, I mean, it's just like with uh, uh, Captain Marvel and I think Kelly Sue was supposed to. And I was like, yeah, it was kind of, there was a lot going on, and, you know. And they didn't, that one, I don't think they even, they kind of just flashed it. And this one, they gave a little bit more of a time. Obviously, for obvious reasons, they gave a little more time to it. Well, kind of. Right. It played as part of the scene. Yes. Um... You know, I remember going nuts for seeing Walt Simonson at the table in Thor, the very first Thor. Right. Um, and seeing uh, J. J. Michael Straczynski in that too. Mm-hmm. You know, on the hammer, and those were, you know, those were easily, those are, you know, easily some of the best creator cameos in the Marvel movies. This one was just, I, I, I remember staring at him like, I'm supposed to know who this is, right? And see, yeah, exactly. And I don't recall I, that I knew what Sonnen looked like until I saw the picture. I was like, oh, okay, that was, yeah. that, that was and, I, and, and like Angel Seven, I was like, I knew that there must be somebody because they're flashing on them, but right. And I totally met this guy, I totally met Sonnen before, and still just totally blanked, right? So, anyway, next up, um, we're still on the Avengers in Game Crane, but nothing spoiler here. Uh, Avengers in Game star Chris Evans shares a heartfelt thank you to fan. Fans, excuse me. So yeah, he went. He took to um, Twitter to say some of these thank you Avengers posts are incredibly touching. I feel a deep sense of gratitude today. Thank you Avengers fans. Hashtag. So I'm going to take this opportunity to, to uh, bring up the fact that Chris Evans, uh, Idris Elba, and I did this on Twitter. So if you've seen that already, you already know, and you some of you already know this. And um, so it's Aldana did a DC movie together. Oh, and also. Um, uh, Paul Winchester, aka Negan. Um, yeah, they did the they did the losers. Did, thank you. Yeah, so you know, yeah, they did the losers together, which I am going to revisit sometime this weekend because I've, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah I've, I've seen it. I've you seen know. I've seen it before, but it's been a while, and I ran across it. You know, cleaning up my hard drive, and I ran across mm-hmm. it. Ran across it again. I'm like, I'm gonna have to watch this again. So that was fun. Anyway. Um, record next break- up is a, yes. I was about to say, next up is a story that uh, we need to update well, with numbers. Yeah, basically, this 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 says that uh, uh, record breaking Avengers in game storms to 720 million, 25 million worldwide, but is now broken a billion since. Yeah, we're at like 1.6, I think, at this point. Yeah, so it has already hit the billion dollar mark. Um, and they've been running screens from what I have, from what I understand they've been running screens for like forty eight hours in some theaters. So yeah, there's been a lot of screens popping around for for this movie. Right, you should be able to catch it um, if you haven't watched already, and uh, we are judging you if you haven't. But <laughs> if you have not yet watched Endgame. Uh, please try to get out there and watch it this weekend because I saw something before we got on the show about how the Russos are saying, well, the spoiler ban is going to be lifted on Monday because if you haven't seen it in the first two weekends, that's I mean, all on 
that's that's typical. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and I will say that uh, I didn't put them in the lineup because that was way too far, too much to go on. And I may have put one of them in, but I know there's been like a, I think in the Philippines there was a pirated copy that was shown on TV on cable TV. Oh, lame! I did see that. That was so lame. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the Philippines. Oh, so who would've, no one would have known. And um, some guy uh, reportedly got beat up for coming out of the, the theater and spoiling the movie. Good. So good on the I that beat him his up. Ass. Good on him for beating him up. Exactly. So there's been a lot of stories around this movie since since uh, since it came out, uh, including the numbers we have here. Which you got? It. Keep going. Well, I was about to say, got next. Uh, Kevin Feige considers Spider-Man: Far From Home, not Avengers: Endgame, as the end of the MCU's third phase. Okay. Yeah. I so, read this, so okay. I mean, it, I guess it kind of makes sense because given uh, wait, uh, didn't the last Spider movie come after Infinity War? No, no, it did not. No, no. The last time we came after Civil War. Right, 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 right. Um, but same thing applies though, because like there was kind of some not necessarily fallout, but there was, you know, something that came out of the, the movie before it that played into the Spidey movie, and right. this is probably going to be somewhat of the same. And boy, do I want to talk about some <laughs> some some uh, Avengers Endgame right now? But we go exactly that's why that's why we need to have an actual show dedicated to it so yeah i mean be on the lookout for our treasury edition ladies yeah. and gentlemen I, it's kind of getting a little late but at the same time it's still still within reason so we'll we'll get that out of the way in the in the coming days Next i don't out, think i was about to say i don't think it's late because i want to give as many people the opportunity sure. to be able to tune in spoiler free sure or at least get in and and say, all right, I've had the opportunity to watch it. Thanks for giving me an extra week, you know, giving me the week to watch yeah. it. I mean, and get rented. That was wonderful. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next up, uh, Spider-Man <laughs> Far From Home teases a surprising Mysterio revelation. All right, so we're going to find out that uh, Mysterio has a particular relationship, I think, to uh, Peter Parker. Yeah, according to this. According not going to say more. Well, Very scary. Not really. Not really. We have very different ideas of what's spoilery. I mean, yeah, just like Budapest. Exactly. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, we'll let it go. But basically, yeah, the uh, the director came and said some made a point uh, about the um, the Mysterio revelation. We won't need to necessarily get into it then. But it's mm-hmm. not. It wasn't. It doesn't seem to be that spoilery. Uh, speaking of though, new promo art for Spider-Man: Far From Home features our best look yet at uh, Spidey's Black Two. And by the way, if you thought we were referring to an in-game, no, we're not. Um, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, a new piece of promo art has popped up, and as you can see, if you're watching the video, the black suit that has sh- I think has shown up in the last trailer or two gets a little little bit more of a look. Sadly, not the um, symbiote suit. Ah. But you know, there's another it's movie. the wrong studio. Yeah. So anyway, let's not let's not, let's not belabor that point because you know. Gee. Yeah. Anyway, next up, the thing the things that Marvel did for money back in the day, right? Uh, um, yeah. And which, understandably, they they didn't know what they were getting into. They didn't know that too because they were underwater. Yeah. Um. Like, totally. So apparently, a fan has seen Captain the, the Captain Marvel movie enough times to break a Guinness World Record. Mm. Wisconsin man broke a Guinness World Record by seeing Captain Marvel a staggering number of times. I'm scared to know what he was doing in the said movie while he was watching it, but that's a whole nother story. He has spent 14,268 minutes watching the film, which is equal to 237.8 hours or 9.9 days. 
That's 116 viewings. Holy cow, dude. Time off of work to see it. And I'm sitting here like, okay, that's your claim to fame. But yeah, all right. Hey, good on him, I guess. All right. Uh, The movie was all right. But okay. Anyway, um, there was something else I was going to say about that. I, I, well, nothing. Just, I know somebody who's seen it like three times and I thought that was crazy. Um, and you know what's terrible is that without we're not really spoiling anything. I mean, it's it's really of, not necessary to watch Captain Marvel before you go into Endgame. Well, no, there's a lot of them that's, that is not necessary. Which there's an article about that we'll at least touch on later on. But it's in clickbait. So what's funny is that you know what's necessary? Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, nice segue. Pretty, pretty good. Exactly. Ant Man um, and the Wasp really is necessary. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, but that is not the crux of this story in that Ant-Man and the Wasp soundtrack to be released on colored vinyl. So uh, as of April 24th, you could have gotten um, a vinyl, a special release vinyl of the soundtrack from Ant-Man and the Wasp. I would imagine at this point they're probably sold out. Uh, retail at $35, but you can go to MondoTees.com, purveyors of all that kind of good stuff, uh, where I got my Luke Cage uh, soundtrack. Um, yeah, you can go uh, go check that out if it's still around. Because at this point, they may or may not be there. But yeah. Um, next up, all right. Uh, the Russo brothers have reportedly started developing a Stanley documentary. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's great. I believe, and I'm not sure if I, I don't think I'm. I'm not sure if I put this in here, but uh, I believe uh, it. They have come out and said that this is the last um, Marvel movie that they're going to be doing for a while. Which, no surprise, they go out on a high note. <laughs> uh, next up, Chris Pratt. And matter of fact, I am going to put the next one. Uh, wait, not the next one. Did I do that one? Maybe I didn't. So, Chris Pratt and um, someone else basically did an illegal uh, Avengers Endgame behind I the scenes. I think it was Elizabeth Olsen? Yes. I may have, I can't remember if I put that one in here or not, but basically they both of them did. So if we do run across that one, we can skip it. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a neat video. It was like you know them just kind of standing around and and whatnot. But yeah, lots of green screen. Yeah. some actors in costume, some not. Right, some um, noticing that they're being filmed and, and you know. Uh, right, stunt doubles galore. Yeah, but it's still pretty cool to see. Yeah, so that's cool. And then Elizabeth Olsen's work was kind of a similar one. Yeah, different angle, different different yeah, scene, different I time. I think. Yeah, right. So that was that. It was cool to see. I mean, oh, what are they gonna do? Fire him now? <laughs> well, I mean, Guardians is still a while away, but obviously he's not spoiling anything by posting that now. Exactly. So that's cool. He actually, the, you know, what's funny is that. All of the accidental spoilers aside, or the the, the supposed accidental spoilers aside from mm-hmm. like Ruffalo and um, Tom oh, Holland, yeah. these are actually well-intentioned uh, posts that are posted at an appropriate time, right? After the release of the movie, right? It's like, all right, you know, we've had some time to watch it. If uh, if you haven't seen anything, it's not really spoiling anything. So, right. Anyway, and even um, if you haven't right, seen so, it, that, that that video wasn't going to show you anything, but but you, a bunch of them just standing around, right? So, so apparently, uh, next up, some somebody put together uh, uh, a video clip of every Avengers Endgame trailer scene that actually wasn't in the movie. Right. All the fake outs, right? So, which which 
pretty much give credence to what I told somebody. It was like, okay, yeah, but trailers, you know, don't really tell, always tell what's in the movie because they do, you know, not everything that's in the trailer makes the movie. And apparently, right. the one part that did kind of make it was slightly altered because it was, I was about to say it, that was a part in the. Exactly. Well, you know, what's funny is that now the Russos have gone on the record saying that they do it on purpose. Right. Not every not every uh, director is going to come out and say that, and I don't, you know, and obviously some some sometimes the people that cut the trailers aren't necessarily the ones cutting the final cut of the movie. Right. But um, in this case, they're absolutely doing it on purpose. They're in on everything. Right. So I mean, we've seen this in a few different movies, but yeah, we've definitely seen them for, in these a, a lot bigger. So like, yeah, it's, which in a in at least one case is sad because. Um, um, Infinity War. There was a scene in the trailer with Black Panther. You know the one. Mm. Give that man a shield. That didn't make the, the um, that didn't quite make it like the way it, it was. It wasn't the same setting, right, right? Exactly. It wasn't as dramatic. So, but yeah. Anyway, so stuff like that happens. But yeah, you can check out this video to see what was cut or what didn't make the cut. If you've seen the movie, mm-hmm. like it's not gonna really do you good if you haven't. So. Or maybe it will. Who knows? Next up, um, Scarlett Johansson may have spoiled Endgame weeks ago. So, you know. Yeah, we won't talk too much about it. All I mean, there's really nothing to say. That. If she did, it's, it's out now, so it doesn't really matter. But, yeah, um, but, all, all we'll say is that, uh, all we'll say is that uh, it was part of an interview on Kimmel. Right. With yeah, with her and uh, RD, RDJ, Paul Rudd, and Chris Hemsworth. And, mm-hmm. uh, if you've seen it, you and you've seen the movie, you may know know what you're talking about. I haven't seen it. I've seen the movie, but I haven't seen that uh, that right. interview. Next up, uh, next up, uh, Don Cheadle revealed how he was asked to play War Machine. Shout out to Tim, our, our, our intrepid man in the field. Oh, no kidding! So apparently, yeah, he this. revealed that uh, he got the gig as War Machine in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, when Feige and Robert Downey Jr. called to offer him the role during his daughter's birthday party. <laughs> yes. And asked him to promise not to say Maine. Um, <laughs> I, I was going to make a Maine joke, but I'm glad, you, I'm glad you beat me to it. So, yeah, and they, apparently they kind of not necessarily pressed him, but it was like, hey, 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 hey you know, you know, you know, you know. And Feige was kind of kind of on him for it and he was like yeah he was at his daughter's birthday and it was like okay take a couple hours <laughs> and as we know it clearly happened so mm-hmm. we're all better for it because holy hell anyway um no man uh captain marvel star brie larson talks all female avengers movie and i there's let's just say that there is um yeah, this plays off something that happens. There is a precedent for why this would be a good idea. Right. That is in a certain movie that we're not going to talk about right now. And also, mm. uh, this is not the first time that this idea has, has, has sprung up. The art that they use is from A-Force. Right. Which is that Secret Wars limited series that's, that... Uh, that that uh, further uh, went on to be a, a, a kind of a short-lived um, regular series. For it was a time, good too. So. Yeah, hey, that of course was. Uh, I believe that was either Marguerite Bennett or G. Willow Wilson. One or two, or, or one of them. I think one of them did either. Right, and I think it was a team up. Uh, I think yes. it was a co-writer uh, yes. situation as well at one point. So I, I, I want to say Kelly Thompson was in on that. But that might, yeah, that was uh, the the other series. Yeah, right. So oh, actually, no, she might have been on that one too. I can't remember, but. 
Right. It's been a while. Yeah. So, but in any event, uh, the the the, uh, the story is there yes. uh, to be told, totally. and uh, now that the uh, MCU has created a number of female characters to assemble, no pun intended, it's pretty cool that uh, you know that this is even a possibility at this point. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting if one actually showed up, but we don't get into that right now. Um, right, exactly. And- that is that is actually literally one of it's that's one of the talking points I put in, in into our um, Endgame uh, uh, sh- uh, Treasure Edition. Mm. You know what's next, right? As President Bartlett would say, "What's next for the MCU?" Exactly. And actually, we would, yeah, I would like a She Hulk movie also. But anyway, there you go. So, yeah, like I wrong. said, President Bartlett. <laughs> Next, <laughs> I'll tell you what's next, President Bartlett. Star Trek's uh, uh, Kate Mulgrew. Remember her, Catherine Janeway, Captain yes. Janeway. McGrew reminds fans, right? Reminds fans that Voyager entered the Endgame 18 years before Avengers and offers tips. So I thought this was I cute. Right, I did not understand what she meant. I did so, not read. It. So the last, uh, the the last two parter, I believe, of Star Trek Voyager, Voyager was called Endgame. Mm-hmm. Um, and spoiler alert for a show that's like 18 years ago uh, you know Voyager was lost in the Delta Quadrant and they got home at the end of that um, using various means including time travel which is another thing boy, we could talk about uh, in our mm-hmm. so yeah but anyway uh, Kate, Kate McGrew kind of gives some tips to uh, to um, uh, Chris Evans and a couple of people I thought that was cute you know so you know, because, you know, being in a similar, but not similar situation. Moving right along. Stop. This is something I'm excited about. I thought I muted this. Uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine documentary, what, what We Left Behind, trailer, poster, and release date. Uh, so, yes, there is a documentary on Deep Tra- Star Trek Deep Space Nine that is coming out this month. In fact, uh, on the 13th of this month, um, is when it's going to do a one day only showing at uh, a number of movie theaters around the country. Uh, so if you have a chance to go check that out and you're a stand, uh, you're a fan, you could be a stand also of Deep Space Nine, like I am. You can go check that out. In fact, I have a um, a, a link to the page uh, uh, that I need to go get my tickets. Mm. Uh, so yeah, the film will be in more than 800 movies worldwide, uh, nationwide. Excuse me, on the May 17th at 7 o'clock p.m. It sucks that that's the opening night of John Wick, but most people hopefully will have gone to see it the night before. Wait, on Monday? The 17th. No, 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 no. Did I say the 17th? The 13th. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, okay. The 13th. There you go. Yeah. I was about to say, you said the 17th, and I'm I wasn't sorry. reading the article, so. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was looking at it, it says 2017 up there, and I mixed it up, sorry. But yeah, Monday the 13th, uh, May 13th at 7 o'clock. There you go. Yeah, and it's going to be like I said that one day early. And this this was the documentary that went through a uh, uh, Indiegogo slash Kickstarter type thing situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, cool beans. Like I said, check that out. All right, uh, I think I'm going to squish the next two stories together. Yes, uh, Star Wars. Mark Hamill uh, shared a controversial original trilogy reunion image, which was uh, depicting the reunion of Luke Skywalker. Han Solo, Leo Organa, and Lando Calrissian that never was. If you are watching and that video, you will see said, said image. 
Right, and uh, Billy Dee Williams uh, didn't have too much Colt 45 and responded in uh, 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 via Twitter saying that uh, Mark Hamill should be used to getting everyone's knickers in a twist. It's part of your charm. Um, retweeting Hamill's explanation of the tweet, Hamill joked that instead of posting the photo, he should have just shared spoilers for Avengers Endgame. No, you shouldn't have Mark Hamill. No, you shouldn't have. Uh, he was joking, though. But I yeah, know. so but yeah, so there are some Star Wars fans that kind of took his um, took his image to mean that it, the new basically they took it to where he they they thought that he was on board with their stupidity on the the new ones are not great and that the old ones deserved better type situation. Uh, that's in a nutshell, and so people kind of responded on both ends of that. And it's kind of sad, but but he says himself that now nah, he was he wasn't that wasn't his intention. Uh, his intention was that you know he just you know it was a missed opportunity and you know he you know not saying it was it wasn't saying anything about the newer movies that that you know he just missed that the opportunity. Yeah, he's but, technically still a part of exactly. But anyway, moving but on. People, to but yeah, but people are taking things way too stupidly about especially about Star Wars. Um, in some would say comics I'm sure there's a Vendor grammar for comics stupidity folks anyway yes next up um, sad news Peter Mayhew who um, played Chewbacca uh, has died today in fact as um, the day of this recording um, he was 74 yeah no they confirmed it I think he passed away on the 30th oh yeah that's correct I'm sorry you're right you're right yeah he passed away on the 30th and that was confirmed today uh, which this has been a week for people either trying to kill people off or people actually dying but we will get to that uh, uh, going forth so yes so sadly you know give out a Chewbacca yell for Peter Mayhew may he rest in peace uh, but but yeah, the tweet from uh, his family says the, the family of Peter Mayhew with deep love and sadness regrets to share the news that Peter has passed away. He left us the evening of April 30th, 2019 with his family by his side in his North Texas home. All right. Have you ever had you ever met Peter Mayhew before? I have not. No, he is gigantic. Yeah, from what I hear. Yeah. But no, I've never been in a place that, to, you know, like he wasn't like athletically built. But right. if he had been, he definitely would have played uh, ball in the NBA because he was that tall. Right. And, um, you know, he was, uh, you know, he was definitely, you know, a, a sight to see next to Kenny Baker, who was yes. the original R2-D2. Yes. And I went to a con um, in the mid, in the, in the mid nineties where, uh, where they both appeared and they, it was a pretty remarkable sight. Hmm. I bet. So unfortunately I do not have a Chewbacca yell on my soundboard. So we'll just go ahead and move on. And go like, oh, that was a terrible. I can do better than that. Regardless, I never right That's fine. Yeah. All righty. Next up, uh, Marvel Animation VP has his eyes on World of Realms. So apparently, Court Lane, Marvel's Vice President of Animation and Family Entertainment, has a unique insight into the future of Marvel Animation, including uh, a current Marvel comic story that could make its way into animation in the near future. Well, we don't know if it's you know how it's going to play out. Well, so. that wasn't for that one, but don't you know? Oh, I got you. I was about to say, I'm like, I don't know if that's well timed. No, actually, the I mean, I I'm I'm into this. I mean, I think if they do it, they do. I mean, and we don't know. We still don't know how War of the Realms actually is going to pan out. But nevertheless, you know, mm-hmm. I think that would probably make a pretty decent um, animated movie. 
Yeah, I was about to say, I want to hold on to the no for upcoming uh, news stories. So go on. You got next. Oh, wait. I did have it on the There you go. Okay. Next up, uh, Stargirl, Heroes, and True Blood Vets join Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, Carolina Wydra, Hell Wydra, uh, Christopher James Baker, and Barry Shabaka Henley have joined the cast of ABC's uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for its upcoming sixth season, which I think is its last season and short season at that. Um, I'm hoping that's Wydra, because that would be... Um, because um, if not, that's a missed opportunity in itself. Uh, so, yeah, White Drew will play Izel, a mercenary. I guess they're still on space. Uh, a mercenary for another galaxy who joins forces with the Shield team in order to survive the pearls of space. In order, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I said. And Baker is a mysterious uh, assassin from a distant planet named Malachi. Uh, and they don't know if it's the same one from the Crossing, the, the old Avengers arc. Okay. The Space Phantom. And, um, and an undisclosed uh, role for this other person. Uh, and Marcus Benson, who's going to be. Oh, wait, I don't know this dude. I've seen this dude a lot. Anyway, who knows? Uh, he's a brilliant natural science professor named uh, Marcus Benson. That's who. Uh, uh, he played Mr. Willis on the West Wing. But uh, even though it's a one-shot episode, right? So yeah, that, that guy's been around. I've seen him. Uh, 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 Mister Willis from Ohio. Yeah, that's a first-season West Wing reference, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so right. next up, next up. Uh, matter of fact, you take these two. <laughs> so next up, despite the fact that you can't see him. <sighs> Vin Diesel has confirmed that John Cena I hate you right is joining <laughs> Fast and Furious 9 as a new cast member. This is where that Darth Vader sound effect really should come in. Oh, you mean that one? Yep. Yeah. Agreed. So yes, apparently scenes going to be on in, uh, in in Fast and Furious going forward, and apparently there's a Instagram from one Vin Diesel, who uh, you know Groot, yeah, who basically says um, thank you, Pablo. That's in reference to uh, uh, Paul Walker. Um, wait, is this where he says? Oh yeah, the the quote here says, um, guys, as you know, I'm always thinking fast and probably furiously, and thinking about the responsibility of making something iconic and deserving of your loyalty. Diesel said, I know this sounds crazy. Yes, it does. Uh, but every blue moon, I feel like Pablo up there sends me someone. Right, uh, another soldier in the fight for truth. Today, someone came by Toretto Gym that speaks to what Pablo would have brought. And then the camera pans to the right to reveal John Cena standing behind Diesel and doing the you can't see me thing he's known to do. <sighs> uh, and this was from an Instagram video that uh, Diesel did recently. So, yeah. So, we got Cena not only in Suicide Squad, but now in the Fast and Furious franchise. But wait! There could be possibly more. 
Right, so in heartbreaking news, a new report suggests Keanu Reeves has joined the cast of Fast and Furious as Hobbs and Shaw in a major role. Why is this heartbreaking? Because I want to keep Keanu far away from this soon-to-be train wreck of a series. Well, I mean, possibly too, if, this is, if this report is true, he's already in a train wreck of his own. A good train wreck, mind you, because, you know, John Wick being what it is, but nevertheless, come on. Right, so according to that hashtag show, Reeves will reportedly play the villain orchestrating the events of the upcoming Hobbs and Shaw spinoff and has currently unspecified links to main antagonist Brixton, uh, played by Idris Elba. And wait for it. I thought you were going to say it. Whoa. No. Justice for Han. What's that? Justice for Han. Oh, you know I'm... A- <laughs> God, at the end of the day, it's all justice for Han. You know, this movie can 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 go. You know, I can do a lot of things. So, if and sadly, we don't release the uh, the pre-show uh, stuff, but I will say, go ahead and say it here, and maybe one day we'll do at least one of them. Uh, but I said that maybe Keanu, if this is actually some truth to it, will be playing like Han's brother or something, right? Which kind of doesn't making sense if he's playing the, the as his role as, as his article would say if he's playing a bad guy but again he still could because you know the the way this series is going the bad guys become the good guys and vice you know and vice versa sort of so yeah we'll see if all that pans out next up um some more sad news in the fact that john singleton i guess i actually in tying into fast and furious uh right. news, uh john singleton of boys in the hood and uh too fast too furious fame and uh, amongst a bunch of other stuff dies at 51 now this is one of the ones for the week that his death was told prematurely actually this well, was the one i should say i'll take that back Actually, no, this is another one. It was told prematurely on the same day that it actually happened. Okay. So, well, my understanding was that he was in a bad way and he was on life support. He was. And then later on that afternoon, but they called it that morning while he was still on on life life support. support. But they pulled the plug later on in the afternoon or later on. Yeah. So it was a little little premature, but it did actually happen. So it is uh, sad, sad, sad news. Um, but yes, it was finally confirmed that um, after having a stroke um, on April 17th, you know, he was put into the hospital uh, at CSINI and that his family had a history of uh, hypertension. Folks, get yourself checked out, especially if you're uh, people of color, color uh, especially black people who are known to have hypertension. And I'm probably speaking for myself as, as well. Actually, I am speaking for myself as well, but you know. Get yourself checked out and keep yourself, you know, try to keep yourself as healthy as you can. Uh, but yeah, um, and uh, as you would imagine, there was a, a bunch of outpouring of condolences uh, to uh, Mr. Singleton's family, and including, um, you know, people uh, going on Twitter giving um, their accounts of meeting John Singleton and the the lives that he has brought into the the you know the forefront of Hollywood, including one Ice Cube uh, for Boys in the Hood. You know, and he's kind of helped launch, if not anything else, like like uh, folks like uh, not necessarily launch because he was been around already, but Lawrence Fishburne, uh, like the Ice Cube, um, uh, a bunch of other people that he's kind of worked with, you know, uh, during this time that have uh, 
that have come up through the Hollywood ranks. So he will definitely be missed. So as we give a yeah, I guess a moment of silence for that. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, next up, uh, apparently. Noah Centineo has confirmed he has signed on to play He-Man in Sony's planned uh, Masters of the Universe live-action film. Yes, yeah, so uh, we talked about this before. Uh, on, the worst, uh, on the worst late-night show uh, with uh, dumb Jimmy Fallon, what? he's promoting his recent film, Perfect Date. Do, do we need to talk and about this? Casting, which was reported back in March. How did Fallon hurt you? We, I, we, do we need to... We need to is that going to be the title? No, it's not going to be the title of this, but never mind. No. <laughs> Reserved to be the title. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, we, we need to talk about that one. Oh, after this. Next up. Um, okay, I'm sorry that you had to see that, but whatever. Um, actually, some interesting news that I that I am appreciative of, I think, depending on how this plays out. Uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost developing TV adaptation of Rivers of uh, London. So Rivers of London is a series of uh, books uh, written by Ben Aronovich, um, who's a noted writer. Also, if you're a Doctor Who fan, you will know that name because he's wrote a bunch of Doctor Who uh, stories back in the day, or uh, uh, episodes back in the day. Um, okay. uh, and uh, his uh, Rivers of London books uh, have been adapted into comic books which is the other reason why we're talking about it here but basically this is about uh, I, I know I've talked about this before because I was reading some I was reading this so anyway Simon Pegg and Nick Fox are apparently uh, uh, making a t- television adaptation of it not totally unlike Dresden Files I would imagine not necessarily the same thing but anyway uh, so uh, the story follows police constable Peter Grant as he is recruited to a small branch of the Metropolitan Police after encountering ghosts and becomes a wizard's apprentice, uh, during which he must solve supernatural-driven crimes, including ordinary people being possessed by unknown entity and becoming vicious killers. So, yeah, kind of a Dresden Files thing, but, you know, kind of not. So, Dresden Files was a good show and a series of, movie, uh, series of books. I've only read a couple of them, but, you know there's a similar principle there so yeah Aaron uh, you know apparently had deals before to make uh, his movie his, his books into into um, shows and whatnot, but didn't really trust the, the the vision that other people had and he trusts uh, um, Peg and Frost because you know they're, they are noteworthy nerds so hopefully they'll do it right and get the casting get the casting right that's my only thing about this um because assuming if because I believe if I'm not mistaken the the main character is black and at least in the comic books he is I don't know and they have some like uh like his I think one of his side uh, his uh, partners is like a Muslim woman so okay. hopefully that 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 all bears out in the casting but we shall see next all up. Right. uh next up and last on cinematic news <laughs> glad you got this one. So- I've never, I haven't watched it. The I Sonic trailer is out, and people are having visceral reactions to it. So much to the fact that they, and I didn't put this in the lineup, but apparently uh, there was an article earlier that said that they changed the um, changed how Sonic looks because people are basically were basically changed to be more like the video game, and people had a problem with his teeth because I guess his teeth look more human than not. As you can see okay. in the video, and I think that's where 
a lot of people were having some sort of issue. All right. I mean, I, I don't get I it, have, but whatever. I didn't have a Sega growing up, so I didn't really play Sonic all that often. I played it like here and there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not one of those people who are uh, married to a memory of what Sonic should look like. Sure. Yeah, so, you know, scrolling through this article, you can see there are likenesses of the the uh, animated version to the live-action version and other versions of it. But we also find out, uh, I mean, we also see in this trailer that uh, Tra- Jim Carrey is playing uh, Dr. Robotnik. Um, I still haven't seen this this um, trailer yet. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to make or break this movie, but I can only imagine he can't do any worse than what's already going on in it so yeah but like i said it has led people it has led the company to change up the look because they basically had a, a little taller hedge uh sonic and whatever it doesn't matter um it's still a, uh, a cgi hedgehog playing in the human world and sonic has had some weird histories with human humans um so we're going to just move right on past that and get into the uh, comic book news. <laughs> exactly. Um, and we're going to start off with... What's that? Oh, I thought you said something. Um, mm. Get an exclusive look. First look. This came out last week. Uh, at Kamala Khan's new costume. Um, which is going to show up in Magnificent Miss Marvel number five. So we're not there yet. Well, we've seen, yeah, we've seen a last page cameo of that. So. Exactly. So, I don't know. looks good. I mean, it's not totally different from her old one, but it's... Um, it's a little streamlined. Yes. You know, and probably a little bit more to it, because, you know, it's, it's a more full-body look than, than her than her old one was. Mm-hmm. And kind of, you know, spacey looking. If you're looking at the... If you're seeing, watching the video right now, you will see it. And her uh, bracelet things are changed, gone, or different, at the very least. Right. Definitely so. different. Yes, and as you see, you can see those style sheets that uh, come along. That came along with uh, making the new, uh, making the new suit. Again, like I said, we we'll be talking about this again. Come uh, issue five next up. Yep. So learn about how Gwen Stacy was saved and married. Uh, and married Peter. In Marvel's Mexican Amazing Spider-Man title, so, so this is um, this has come up before. Screw Jerry Conway. <laughs> so this has come up before, uh, like months ago, and I think we may or may not have talked about it then, or I might have had it in the clickbait section. I can't remember, but I'm just bringing this up again just for. And apparently, there's a recent article about it for some odd reason. Um, but yeah, so because like I said, this is kind of old news that just so happened to come back. But yeah, there's a whole story about in the Mexican version of Spider-Man comics that uh, not only does Gwen Stacy survive that night, but ends up with uh, Peter. No word on what happened to Mary Jane. So, go figure. And yes, apparently somebody came across a whole bunch of the strips where they kept it up. Alrighty. So, yeah, there you go. Um, Next up. Speaking of Spidey, uh, Insomniac develops the developer reveals a Spider-Man PS4 Easter egg no one notices. And if you um, didn't play on Saturday, you you don't didn't play the game on Saturday, you won't notice it. So basically, it has something to do with uh, some NPCs that show up on uh, on a particular day of the week, that being Saturday, uh, where there are some um, 
Orthodox Jewish pedestrians in the game. So and like and like it says, it um you'll see you won't see them around town except on a Saturday. <laughs> so that's kind of neat though that they was like the cuz they've they've put some there's been some interesting Easter eggs in that in that um you know some known for the comic folks and just some little stuff. Mm-hmm. Like there's even one for the the Twin Towers in there that you know you could possibly miss if you don't look. Um but yeah, so this one, like I said, if you don't play on a Saturday, you probably wouldn't have noticed that. And I don't think too many people, some people probably did, but who knows. Next up. Uh, next up, Audible announced The Alliances, a Trick of Light podcast, which is one of Stanley's final projects. Um, the uh, podcast has a June release date for a new fictional podcast called Alliances, a Trick of Light co created by Lee, telling the story. Of an unlikely friendship, superheroes, and our growing dependency on technology. Mm-hmm. So that'll be on Audible, like you said, in a couple, in, well, next month. And uh, if you are so inclined, just check that out. Um, next up, Adidas rolling out Thanos sneakers designed by Jen Bartel, um, who also designed uh, the Captain Marvel, Marvel speaker, uh, sneakers that we talked about probably a week or two ago. Actually, probably has been more than that. Uh, probably about three, four weeks ago. Another thing about it. They're like coinciding with the movie. Right. So, uh, the $150 limited edition sneakers will be available at footlocker.com beginning Friday, April 26th, which is gone already, which means those shows are probably already gone. Yep. Um, and will be showed, will, would have been sold on a first for come, first serve basis at the flagship Footlocker store in New York and LA. So. If you missed out on them, you missed out on them. Yep. Move right along. All right, next up, artists have been switched for As Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Ghost Rider, Luke Skywalker, and Jabba the Hutt. There's upcoming um, issues and solicitations. Uh, Luca Moresca is going to draw As Guardians of the Galaxy number 10, taking over for Matteo Loli. Um, Moresca previously drew issues 4 and 5. Artist Todd Nock is going to draw Cosmic Ghost Rider Destroys Marvel History, number four, instead of the previously solicited Sean Crystal. Nock previously drew the series' second issue. And finally, in Star Wars uh, Age of Rebellion, Luke Skywalker is going to be drawn uh, by Stefano Landini and Scott Koblish taking over for solicited artist Chris Sprouse. While Star Wars Age of Rebellion Job of the Hutt will be drawn by Emilio La- uh, Lazo, Marco Torini, and Roland Boshi filling in for solicited artist Mark Lamming. No reason for these changes was given by the publisher. Yeah, I keep saying I was going to do something on those uh, Star Wars books. There's some that are worth reading and some that are not. Especially those Age of uh, Rebellion ones. But uh, stay tuned if that's going to ever happen. Um, next up, Daredevil just turned his greatest frenemy over to the police. Speaking of um, one, spoiler alert. Um, spoiler alert. Actually, if you're watching the video, you can pretty much tell who it is. Yeah. Ah. Uh, so Frank Castle got 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 uh got turned into got turned into the police by uh, um, Matt Murdock some kind of way in yep. Punisher Room before. Right, this was the cliffhanger. This was near the cliffhanger page. It was the next to last cliffhanger. There's a couple cliffhangers that were in uh, the most recent issue of Daredevil. Gotcha. Right on. 
Next up. Uh, Star Wars. Yoda wanted to end the Jedi before Luke did. So um, that kind of makes sense. Uh, You know, in in Empire, we see that uh, Yoda was basically the last uh, Jedi running around. So it kind of makes sense that he had done done that on purpose. Mm. Yeah. Wanted to end it all. Uh, but yeah, so but this is uh, basically speaking of those uh, Star Wars Age of Rebellion books. This is a uh, part of um, um, the the uh, one of the specials. Uh, there are a lot of those books. Uh, it's called The Trials of Dagobah, and yeah, this kind of harkens back to to that. Speaking of, so I don't know, that one I haven't read yet, but uh, I'm pretty sure I will at some point because there's a few of them I haven't read. I will say that Leia one's actually pretty good. If you want to know how she got that, um, got that um, disguise she ends up with for Return of the Jedi, it's a good one. Uh, anyway, speaking of Star Wars, why last week's uh, Darth Vader comic is causing confusion? Uh, I had not read this that that uh, book yet, but apparently it has something to do with the. If you're watching the video, the young lady that is um, basically fawning over. Vader in the uh, in this picture. Okay, uh, that is um, that is what was the cause for um, for uh, controversy. Controversy. I from what I read, it's kind of likened, or at least I am liking it like um, Harley Quinn to the Joker, to where a lot of people were kind of you know all up in for that when that relationship was not a good relationship at all, ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but this seems to be kind of similar to that, from what I can tell. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's that's like that. I really read the issue and I didn't want to really read the article all the way through just to get spoiled on it before I read it. But, yeah, some people didn't too much care for that. So, and I guess with, with, uh, with good reason. Next up, all right, um, so we got a little bit of insight into how fans are going to be able to build their own droids at Disney Star Wars Land. So when fans arrive at Disney Parks' new Star Wars-themed lands, they'll be able to build their own custom droids. Oh, my gosh. Standing roughly 18 inches tall, these toys will be fully remote-controlled. With additional upgrades, these droids will also be able to react to the park itself. My goodness. So if you were, the, the, the other week when we were talking about the Star Wars Celebration stuff, uh, there, uh, this might be talking about from the, in fact, yeah, Star Wars Celebration 19. So there was a video uh, where they kind of went through, uh, like, there was a, a section where they kind of went through and showed this stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And it looks kind of cool. I, I look, hey. I'm not, and they even give you a little pack to put them in. Uh, it's cool, and you know so, uh, you can mix and, max, mix and match some stuff, and you can make your own. Come on, look! If you can make your own lightsaber displays, you, of course, a droid wouldn't wouldn't be too far off, right? So yeah, I look forward to probably doing this one one uh, one of these days where I get to go to Disney World again. Next up. Oh, is that me? Uh, David Marquez jumps from Marvel to DC uh, for exclusive contract, which means he and Bendis are back together again. Yay? Yeah, I know, right? Um, Sad we're going to lose him at Marvel. Mm Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so Marquez signed an exclusive contract with DC after five years with Marvel. 
Uh, Heat Revision first reported it. Uh, will, his tenure will begin with a relaunched... Well, I guess... Did I put that next to that? I did not. I should have put this closer to this. Uh, relaunched Batman Superman ongoing written by Joshua Williamson, which I do have an article about, but I, did, I totally didn't put it next to this. Uh-huh. It's a shame Marquez is doing some bang-up work on Avengers. Right? So, yeah. So, yeah, he will definitely be missed. And, man, Marvel's losing a lot of folks. But at the same time, they're getting some newer people with some with some chops. Said. But, right. you know, you still kind of hate to see, you know, some of these people. Uh, right, become exclusive. Know. That's exactly. the thing. It's one thing to, you know, kind of go back and forth between the big two or even amongst the, the many publishers. But it's another, it's another thing entirely to have them go exclusive. Obviously, they benefit, the, the respective creators benefit from exclusive deals by you know becoming full-time employees they get mm-hmm. benefits mm-hmm. and insurance or whatnot that's obviously in their benefit in their favor lord knows but, i would love that right now all right so ultimately we understand that as individuals but from the creative side from the fan side it's pretty tough to see um you know these creators kind of being uh restricted in yep. a sense yeah, to something. one company uh, over all the others. Yep. Ow. Speaking Sorry. of uh, that other company, DC finally reveals the full truth behind Krypton's destruction. Thank you, Bendis, for telling us the story we didn't need. Actually, um, this is not this is not Bendis, actually. It's not because yeah. I thought it was the Rugal Zal uh, Zar guy that he created. Uh, well, according to this, yeah. So, well, wait. So this is basically, yeah. but this is but this is spoiler for Supergirl. So I, I guess what started and what Bendis did is kind of mm-hmm. fleshed out here. Okay, basically in Supergirl, which I don't think any of us are reading. So to kind of you know, gotcha. This is what it is. But hey, you can if you want to if you want to read on that Supergirl twenty nine. There you go, which I think is already out. Yep. Uh, next up. A Detective Comics powers uh, comic book sales to positive March Q1 2019. Um, so, yeah. So, Detective 1000, which was a $10, $10 book, um, did some numbers. Surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, and led sales for the month and, I guess, the quarter. Uh, followed by The Batman Who's Last, The Grim Knight number one, and Doomsday Clock number nine. Um, and Amazing Spider-Man 17 for like 7th and blah 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 so yeah I guess Detective did some work did some numbers um, and going back to uh, something we just touched on go ahead Batman Superman relaunch is going to find and fight the secret six heroes who have turned evil so that's the series that Williamson pitched um, Dave Marquez on and uh, it's going to find a new version of the Secret Sticks led by uh, the Batman who laughs. And, um, you know, it's part of his massive plan since his introduction in DC Knights Metal. I was going to say that Gail Simone must be rolling over in her chair, but no. Um, well, yeah, that's the thing that's going to happen. Um, some more sad news. Um, Heroes in Crisis writer Tom King has received death threats over issue number eight. We talked about it, so we don't. We talked about the issue itself earlier. So right. We don't have to get into all that. But come on, people, stop being stupid. This, it's a comic book. Chill. That's pretty lame, guys. Yeah. Um, 
pretty pretty lame. Uh, next up in calm down. Anyway. Weird news. Yes. Uh, Milestone co-founder Michael Davis is not dead. Since social media was hacked. Yes. So the My same. Goodness. So the same day that um, John Silver's uh, Singleton was. Uh, prematurely uh, pronounced dead. So was uh, Michael Davison, Davis, excuse me, of Milestone. Uh, but one of them turned out to be actually, you know, not actual. And this was that. Right. So yeah. So apparently he woke up uh, Monday morning and you know saw the you know saw a bunch of stuff about his death and you know. Uh, he called Bleeding Cole, who was the one who, who um, you know, called BC being BC. <laughs> Always, you know, not fact-checking their own shit. Anyway, um, yep, called him up and said, hey, I ain't dead. And they retracted the story, or they updated the story, actually. So, folks, get your facts straight before you put stuff out trying to kill people prematurely. That's not cool at all. Not even ble- well. Never mind. I'm even going to make a joke. It's partly why I don't use them anymore for news or that much anymore for news. But that's a whole another story. Let us move on. Thankfully, he's still alive and kicking. All right, you got next. Lo- oh, well, some more sad news of an actual death. Uh, Lone Wolf and Cobra writer uh, Kazuo Koiki passes away. Yeah, this is really sad news. It very much is, yeah, because, you know, um, obviously a lot of people know him from Lone Wolf and Cub, you know, the the series that, um, what brought forth, um, oh, shoot, um, Samurai Shogun Assassin. Shogun Assassin. Thank you. Yes, that movie, which is based off of, loosely based off, loosely, loosely based off of Lone Wolf and Cub and had a couple of other movies behind it. But nevertheless, but most people knew him for Lone Wolf and Cub and the other stuff that he has done. Right, he did Crying manga. Freeman. Exactly. Did um, there's a, there's a couple of other manga that he is well known for, yeah. and uh, you know he's been writing up until relatively recently. So that's you know that's that's pretty uh, it's pretty sad and unfortunate that uh, that he's uh, now passed. Right, and I'm going to take this time to mention, which I'll mention the rest of this later on, but there is an article in the clickbait section uh, called Remembering Lone Wolf and Cub uh, creator Kazuo Kowiki from Barnes & Noble, weirdly enough, um, that basically goes through some of the stuff he's been through, and I'm sure probably links to stuff that is still on sale that is in English. So you can check it out at your leisure. As a matter of fact, there's a couple of other clickbait section stuff, but I'll do that after... Uh, we finished the rest of this stuff. Yep. Uh, next up, uh, next up, I got this one. Transformers number one is returning with the second printing. That's the most recent IDW relaunch of Transformers. Yes, and we've talked about that in previous uh, episodes. Of, um, in fact, I totally forgot to read that because the fourth issue came out this week. But nonetheless, as I said in our back channel, like, okay, that issue was decent. I didn't think it was. <laughs> that great to get a second printing but hey it did numbers congratulations you know there you it, go it promises a fresh take which i guess i mean a bold new era it says but i think they just took it back in time a few hundred million years as i think i have said talking about the first issue but anyway the second printing is slated for june 5th so if you didn't get it the first time you can get it now or get it then right well I'm still waiting for that story to kind of... Well, actually, I'm, I shouldn't say that because that's all right. It's going all right. Anyway, 
Uh, Pop, Pez, Thundercats are coming soon, which I need to send this article to somebody. I think I did already when I, when I, when I gave it out. But So, yeah, if you are a fan of Pez and Thundercats, guess what? You are about to get your dreams. <laughs> so, as you can see by the picture, there's a Lino one and a Mumra, a transformed Mumra, there one, uh, from Funko, which, hey... Thank you for sponsoring. There's also a Golden Girls one, which I'm pretty. I have some cousins who would love that. I think. Anyway, that's the thing. It's happening. Next. Alrighty. Uh, next up, uh, a DST. So Diamond Select Toys is bringing back uh, B9 Lost in Space Bot, aka Robbie the Robot. Not Robert. okay. Well, actually, actually, I'll take it back. Actually, okay. it's not Robert. Well, there was a, a similar version that was called Robbie the Robot. If I'm not mistaken, that was used elsewhere, but be not. Okay. But yes, Danger Will Robinson, Danger that robot. Mm-hmm. I got you. Yes. So yeah, apparently the there's a two different versions that's going to be out. So yeah, if you're a fan of Lost in Space and uh, have at it, folks. I, and also put that in there because I think there was an actual uh, Lost in Space comic book that was out. So there's 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 through line here. Uh, a new Star Trek Discovery comic will re- address what happened after that game changing season two finale, which I have not seen. So and but I've seen people talking about it online. One of these days I actually get caught up to watch it, and I will let you know my thoughts on it. I've seen a couple of episodes; though, it's pretty good. That's all I can say. Next up. Uh, Dark Horse Comics has announced Tommy Gun Wizards will be the first comic written by Eisner Award winning artist Christian Ward. Um, not to be confused with Jukebox Heroes or Tommy. Oh, well, exactly. So they're not going to play a mean pinball. Nope. There you go. Yeah, and I think there's that, that actually they might have said that in this article somewhere. But yeah, no. so, so basically this sounds like this is... Um, uh, well, again, it's Christian Ward who's writing. So this is an interesting trend we're having, where artists are uh, starting to write. Actually, this, this is not a new trend because I mean it's been happening for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, so this ought to be interesting. Uh, so, but this, but basically, the, the question of the books is about Elias, Elliot, Elliot, Elliot Ness, and the Untouchables, not the movie version. The actual, gotcha. yeah. So um, I don't know. I might have to check it out. So, and as you can see, the uh, the cover that was done by Declan Shelby. So, next up, um, oh, okay. um, oh wait, no wait, this is is it you or me? That's me. I got it. Uh, okay. The Eisner Award winning surreal superhero series returns with a new omnibus collection, and that is Bob Burden's Flaming Carrot Comics. I have heard of this book in whispers. I've never actually seen them. Really. Yes, I've seen plenty. Yeah, I, I or, let me phrase that. I've not read it. Let me phrase that. I've not read it. Yeah. So, but he's getting an um, uh, an omnibus, uh, four hundred pages, and it will be out. Uh, it will be is it well four hundred sixteen pages will collect uh, Flaming Carrick one to one to two four to eleven twenty six uh, to twenty seventh and will retail for twenty four ninety nine, um, on September eighteenth of this year. So, have at that, folks. Mm-hmm. Next up, 
Uh, Image Comics swept the Eisner Awards Best New Series category. So the 2019 Eisner nominations were kind to Image Comics, which earned a collective 30 nominations for comics released this past year and set a new record with their Eisners in the process. So a whole bunch of them uh, in the Best New Series category were nominated from Image Comics. Keep your Eisners on the prize. Boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, terrible, but yeah, most notably Man Eaters, which is a series I need to finish back. I'm mean, into um, um, uh, catch up on, and Skyward, which is another series I was also reading that I need to catch up on, and I think that came out this week. Both of those are actually pretty good, from what I've read. Uh, next up, Starburns Industries Press goes digital, launches three digital first comedy series uh, on. May 1st, which was this week, and one of those, which happens to be uh, Dirt's Click of the Week, Invasion from Planet Wrestletopia. Okay. Uh, and the two others, Griffin, Galaxy Most Wanted, and Long Ago and Far Away, um, are united by SBI's mandate of strange, oh, excuse me, funny, strange, sad, beautiful. Each limited series will later be collected from paperback. But fans can read them early on for Comixology and preview them in Starburns Presents SBI's 2019 Free Comic Book Day book offering, which is coming up. We'll talk about that in a minute. Again. So, yeah, that was the thing. Apparently, um, Dirt liked, no surprise, the wrestling one. Yes. Uh, That's funny. Yeah, and there's two others. So, last but not least... Last but not least, Mark Wade has asked the, the court to dismiss Mayer's uh, lawsuit after the Antarctic press deposition. So apparently some new facts have come to light and uh, Wade's team has um, moved to dismiss the case brought by Meyer uh, for interfering with his uh, business dealings with Antarctic press. Uh, go stick it somewhere, uh, Meyer. Yes, and dis- despite the opinions on one of our uh, co-hosts, yeah, this I'm glad this is you know this is fuck Meyer basically, um, who is one of those um, comic gate folks uh, who operated under the diversity in comics uh, Twitter. Misnomer. It's yeah, a misnomer. It's a very much a dis- misnomer. So if you've ever come across that um, account, you should definitely block it. And report them. Stay away, stay away. All right. So Ladies next, so yeah, so that is that, uh, and we are at the end of the show. But like I said uh, before, before, um, uh, before uh, H seventy does the last ad read, and we get out of here for the night. Uh, let me call attention to a couple other clickbait section jobbies. Um This one you might want to keep for the. Treasure Gym Petitioner as well. But there's a bunch of Easter eggs. Uh, no surprise. That was an Avengers Game game. I won't show that one. Um, and of course, there's an article about uh, at the very least one sequence that you should watch before going into Avengers in game. If you haven't seen it by now. Um, but And of course, there is the aforementioned uh, article on uh, remembering um, Kazuo Kowiki. Which uh, which is a pretty good read, and also, like I said, links to stuff that you could uh, buy from Barnes and Noble. So yeah, not necessarily. Right. But last but not least, there is one. Your boy Roddy Cat was on another podcast. Someone else actually let them on a podcast. Uh, some some 
pretty awesome people. Um, Sherry's Joy and uh, an awesome Rob let me on their uh, casual conversations uh, podcast. Uh, we we as we did a lot of content on that one. I think because we. Um, we recorded it one night, and I think we got like three shows out of it. Maybe pot or two, definitely, possibly three shows out of it. We talked a lot. So, if you are interested, I'm not surprised because <laughs> I'm not surprised. Anyway, look, I know I have a tendency to, to go on and ramble. <laughs> look, it, it is part of my charm. It, that that one was partially not my fault, though. I will say that. But if you want to check that out, please go for it and do it until I sent you. It, it was actually a good time. Um, I had been drinking, but not enough to be, you know, whatever. That's funny. <laughs> but it was a good time, and I enjoyed being on there. Hopefully, they'll have me on again. So. All righty. But yeah, so, you can check uh, that out. All right, so we're going to wrap with our last ad of the night, and then we're going to do our closing uh, closing notes and credits. Uh, our last ad of the night is for Blue Aprons meal delivery service. Blue Apron, fresh ingredients and incredible recipes delivered weekly to your door. Skip the grocery store and make incredible meals at home with Blue Apron, always shipped free right to your home. And now the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles can get thirty dollars off your first Blue Apron order. To place your first order with thirty dollars off. And to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcasts free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Blue Apron link and sign up for your first order. Blue Apron through cspn.us. Do it today. And we we come to the end of the show. And before I sneeze and hurt myself really much more so I can get up out of this darn chair, um, I will say that, again, this Saturday, uh, free comic book day. Go to your local comic book shop. Go check them out. Buy something. Right. It's easy to remember the date this year because it is also Star Wars Day, May exactly. 4th. And yes, exactly, which I was also going to mention. So, yeah, go, you know, I'm pretty sure they'll have, a, I know there's a, in fact, there's a free previews, uh, Star Wars preview book on um, uh, Comicsology you can go check out. And there's also that DC uh, Villains thing that is also free on, on um uh, comics. But that has nothing to do with Free Comic Book Day, but I'm sure they will have some some stuff surrounding that stuff. And I know the Free Comic Book Day stuff goes on uh, Comicsology probably a couple of weeks after, but never enough. Go to your local comic book shop. Don't just grab the free stuff and, and leave. Go get a couple of books or something, you know, right. a toys. Something, right, pick up something that's related to something you watched in the theaters. Maybe it's a tie-in to uh, Endgame or one of the prequel issues that or Marvel a Star Wars story or something. Yeah, or, right, or or a copy of the trade, the original trade for Infinity Gauntlet. Because guess what? It's still in print. It's still one of the best-selling things out there. Pick that up. Or a, a Transformer, because a lot of comic book shops sell Transformers now. Right, you can pick up uh, Captain Marvel comics. You can pick up trade paperbacks based on that. There's some Spider-Man: Far From Home comics that are out now. Yes, there are uh, as prequels for the uh, upcoming movie. You don't have to stick to the movies, but it's a great place to start, especially if you are not up on what's happening in uh, uh, the current publishing plans of these companies. So, Thanks. Um, 
you know, just remember, you got to help support our local comic shops here in New York. We've lost a couple of notable shops already, so we're trying to keep the ones that we do have from going under and trying to support as best we can. And here where I am in South Carolina, we've lost a bunch, a few of them. In fact, the one that's, uh, you know, a while ago, the one I used to frequent that was closer to my house is gone. Most of the other ones that have been around for a while, I think the one I'm going to now is pretty much the longest, the, well, even it had kind of had a minute but it closed and come back and now it's probably one of the last ones standing in town right um, so you know uh, we gotta we gotta have them out keep them open you know keep them keep them keep them some of the community as uh, as my, my comic book shop, shop guy says um, so yeah so that is that like I said go forth uh, have some fun on that day may the fourth be with you and you know, go grab you some comics and whatnot from the show, from the thing. And remember, they have to pay for that free stuff. Which is why we say, go in there, buy something. You know. All right, and folks, and that is it um, for tonight. Uh, keep a lookout on the Twitters for we hope to get you a treasure edition for Avengers in the game sometime this right, weekend. If you can't tell, I was going to say, if you can't tell from Roddy Cat's uh, uh, hesitancy and in, in, in heeding my wishes to avoid completely Avengers in game spoiler free, <laughs> we are chomping at the bit to talk about it. Yes. So we would definitely like to get this out sooner rather than later. And so possibly give me another chance yeah. on the internet, yeah, on, on, on all our social media. We will be announcing we're going to try to get as many of, of our uh, co-hosts on as possible because we, apparently we all watched the movie. Yes, and some might be going back to watch it again. So, um, you know, just uh, be on the lookout for that. We're looking, we're all looking forward to it. If you have any questions that you want us to uh, talk about, contact us uh, via DM or uh, on Twitter or something. Yeah, hit, hit, hit the Twitters. We're there. Um, nevertheless, we come to the end of another exciting episode of this here combo chronicles. I have been Roddy Cat, and you can find me at Roddy Cat on the Twitters and the Instagrams. Also, uh, News Nurse Need on Twitter, News Nurse Needs Reddit, and uh, CB Caps on Instagram. That's fine. It works. Um, PC, uh, little Agent underscore seventy on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> PC and underscore Dirt on the Twitters. Uh, Pop Culture Net on the Twitters, popculturenetwork.com, and there's umbrella of uh, sites therein. And of course, that whatever that, that new uh, Vine thing that's coming out called Byte. Um, also, Tim, D O G G 98 on the Twitters, uh, the Click Nation on Twitters at the K L I Q N A T I O N, the Click theclicknation.com gotta make sure you get that right and also comic book resources where he's writing his face off you've heard a couple of the you've heard us talk about a couple of the articles we has written tonight in fact in fact I think there's another one in the, the clickbait that I didn't uh, I might have missed uh, didn't mention but nevertheless it's all there you will get the show notes when the when this show comes out oh I need to stall for a second while I put this back up but folks Thank you again for coming out. Uh, we will be back same time next week. Well, we'll probably be back for the 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 um, the, the um, treasure right. edition. Be on the lookout for the treasury edition, and we should be back uh, at our regular time with the regular show next week. Exactly. And for that, this is a quick mission. We're out. Peace. Hey, what? Would you believe it's it's Doctor Doom? What's on your evil mind?